Tonight on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we have Taco Mike from hey, Taco everybody. Moto. He's in a giving mood. Maybe. Because it's the holiday season. And as much as we like to only reward winners and punish losers, you're going to have to watch this show to see what comes Stay out. Stay tuned. It's an interesting twist. And Nobody saw it coming. Just like my shirt or sweater or whatever we Don't call it. watch it for that. Just listen to it. Turn enjoy, that video off. Enjoy the show. Time. Live from Pahrump. I'll talk into the microphone. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is episode number 166 of <laughs> your favorite Tuesday night way to waste time. We are uh, live on the uh, Instagrams just for a few minutes, but uh, thanks for joining us. We're live on Facebook. We're live on what else are we live on? YouTubes. YouTube. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining in. And tonight we have a pretty special guest. I don't know if it's that special. Thank you for the for the high sell, though. So high sell. Uh, speaking of high sell, this is Taco Mike from Takamoto. What's up? So uh, say hi to all of our Tech Talk fans. You know, I had Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and Tech Talk and Taco before you did. I mean, you had Taco Moto. I was Taco Moto. So yes, to be clear, I was Taco Moto before your Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. However, I have co-opted the brand and use Taco Talk occasionally when I do our little Taco Talk. That's that's good. I mean, t any tech. Do I owe you a royalty? No. I don't use tech. No. I no. never say tech. I just say Taco Talk. Taco Talk. Are you that's, okay with that? It has nothing. That name has nothing to do with motorcycles, just like this one does. And everybody wonders why we call it Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. For those that don't know, um, my name is Jimmy Lewis. I am the, the, the in charge of this show. What do I do here besides talk about myself? Uh, you talk about a lot of racing. I talk. We don't talk about racing at all. That's not very much. Uh, <laughs> we talk about um, motorcycles and motorcycle-related products. I used to have my co-host uh, tell me that. This show would not be possible without the help of some of our awesome sponsors. Yamaha. Uh, Blue Crew. Um, Ride Blue. I would talk about Yamaha right now, but they don't care what I say in this show, and they haven't given me a, a, an ad read, and they're stoked on it. So it's all good. So I've been riding a Tenere 700. I saw it out there. It's beautiful. I just bought one too, by the way. Dude, they're Ooh. they're awesome. Okay, if you want to if you want to get into a Tenere ad adventure line, like taco parts or there's something a, like that. There's a lot of room on that bike. A, a co co collab. I got to talk to my buddy um, at Rottweiler because if I don't talk to him first, I could you could tarnish that relationship. Yeah, I think too. But you know, because he's adventure bikes too. But he's pretty KTM, pretty and you're kind of KTM. Yep. But you said it first. You said we could do this, and you have one. I have one, which is a whole different game. So I'm a sellout. I I I'm a shill for all of my advertisers. Uh, I said that live, so everybody everybody knows. But uh, thanks for joining in. If you're on the on the Instagrams and you have questions, ask the questions right now. Wait, let's see. There's a lot of oh no somebody named man dog man bites dog, uh, I don't know what they want. That's probably verified. That's a verified account. It's a verified account. <laughs> so we're trying to keep everything under control here. If you want to ask a question, ask a question. Do you still ride in garden gloves? Did I ever ride in garden gloves? You must have said it because he believes it. 
I don't think I did. I wear Climb gloves, by the way. Um, Climb is a big sponsor of this show. I'm always wearing Climb products. Always. And they do not make this sweater. And I have no idea they where... They need to. I have no idea where this sweater came from. <laughs> and I'm going to wear it. And you're going to have to look at it until I find out. That's what I decided to do. Because... I don't have to look at it. You do. It brings out your eyes really well. Oh, thanks, Mike. It's beautiful. That's, that's super sweet. But we'll talk about our, our Tenere line very quickly. Uh, DDC, our first uh, sponsor. I need to talk to Nate now because I have some sprocket needs that I noticed today. And he has Summit Stock. I saw a post. Uh, he's he's making a big batch. I need him for adventure bikes. I need him for my uh, for my. 1090. Ooh, I don't know that he has coverage yeah, for that. He does. He actually, I, I run them on my on my 1090 and 1190, and I have stock wheels, and I have W wheels, and they have different carriers. So I've switched, I've been running my W wheels, so I switched everything over to those carriers, and now I'm just like, I need to switch wheels again because I wear tires out pretty quick. So now more sprockets. Good, uh, good. Fast Company. So my bar pad on my Fast Company Flex Handlebars matches my shirt. Tonight's shirt. Yeah, tonight's shirt. But it says it says uh, it's the American bar pad. And what does it say on it? Freedom? No, it says... Uh, I stared at it. Well, I don't really look at the bar pad that much while I'm riding, but it's a really cool... I have a picture someplace. Uh, but Fast Company Flex Handlebars, they also make foot pegs. I'm pretty stoked on the wide foot pegs they made for my Tenere. And they make those vibration inserts that thread into the end of the bars. Those are good. Correct. Yeah, the vibration dampeners. Yep. And do you know that you can tune those? Uh, with the O-ring. Yeah, by spacing. Spacing helps and also by, you know, cutting uh, cutting grooves in them, changing the weight on them. You know, you can actually, you, you, don't, you don't have to cut a groove in it like on a lathe or something. You can actually cut a piece off of it and change the way they work. But change fast the, frequency. The frequency where it. Uh, operates at best where it's right. most so effective. Fast Company makes a lot of that. Seat Concepts, the hot seat hotline is live and active. We're going to get some calls on this tonight. That number, if you need to know what it is, is 775-318-5515. It's up in the chat. If you're watching live, you can call in. And sometimes callers get gifts. I'm just saying that out loud. I hate to go down that avenue, but we can try to entice you some way, shape, or form. Bulletproof designs. I like the radiator guards. And you think there's a better one out there. Let's talk about seat concepts. Okay. Th a, those are great seats, right? Great Can Linden. we agree on this? I, oh, yeah, fully. I have a great Lennon Smith story. So we were at the Adventure Rally, KTM Adventure Rally right. in Idaho. And I brought a new, the new 450, uh, I bought an XCF, 23 450 XCF. Brought it up there. We put graphics on it. It's looking super fly. I don't know if you saw it or not. It had that blue, that jazz, the 90s right. design. I di actually, I didn't see it there because you notice when I'm at these events, I'm You're working hard. spun, yeah. call it. Uh, but I know you're working your ass off. I saw those. afterwards, I saw posts on some grams or something like that. Instant grams, they call Honeygrams. them? Honeygrams. Honeygrams. So just like we're here, I saw that and I did see that. So it was a match. It was a match made in heaven. Well, so we had an orange seat on it because that bike comes with an orange seat and it, uh, the color was wrong. The seat was wrong. It looked just super terrible. And so I walked over to Lyndon and asked him if he had fitment for that. And he said, we are pre-production on it mm -hmm. pre-release however at the shop we have like a like a like a builder sample like one an in-house right. one and he got on the phone and he called somebody who was coming 
to the that venue. Was, so, so this is a 23. 23. Which, okay, because I was down there, and this is a cool thing about Seat Concepts is they like have a little lab in there. Oh, yeah, a development fitting lab. Absolutely. Where, you know, you're, you're going to talk about you went to Athena. Yeah. We, we need to talk about that because that. that was pretty cool. Uh, but they have a, like a little lab in there where they're, they have this table and they do 3D modeling of all the seats and then they figure out how they're going to make them and they have all these color. I mean, he, 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 he just like was walking around and he tossed me the color <laughs> sample for the seat cover material, right? Yeah. And he goes, he goes, here's all the colors we can have, but we have to buy it in these giant rolls. And he, sometimes you wonder, like, why does a seat cost this much money? And, you know, a complete seat especially. He has to make the base. And, yeah, you can get the base, but you have to 3D print this thing and get it set up, and then you have to have it molded, and the molds cost. And when you have to buy this giant roll of color, and you're like, I want this special color. Well, here's these rolls that aren't cheap. You know, to to made to their to their specifications because it's not just an off the shelf fabric. It's special because, trust me, your car seat does not have to go through the same torture that a motorcycle seat does. Right. You're it not going to have to be gripper and all those other attributes. Yeah. So yeah, nice. So he brought up an awesome one. Yep. So we got a hold of somebody in the office and they brought that that internal sample that was not for release yet. And then we he I watched him. He brought the, somebody brought him a stapler and I watched him, uh, Lyndon, I hope you're listening. It was badass. He friggin' like tore my old seat apart, uh, stapled it on there, built me a seat right there. I watched in real time, Mr. Lyndon Smith, founder, CEO, and operator of Seat Concepts, make me a seat in real time at Idaho. It was fantastic. And the, and the seat looks super good. Really so damn good. Do you, do you know the history, the story of, of Seat Concepts and Lyndon? I do, but you that, tell, like the, you tell like, it better. Well, no, I probably don't, but... It, he was just building seats for vintage bikes yeah. in his in his garage. Yeah, and it's turned into the. And he just every time it was like he was like, "How can I make this better? How can I?" He was installing. He sh- <laughs> what was it? The paneling or something inside of bathrooms? Or he was a he was a like a like a, a you know kind of a like cr- his day job. In, in, the, in the trades. Yeah, yeah. And he was doing this on the side, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing how that company has skyrocketed. There's a lot of good seat companies out there. Don't get me wrong. There's sure. there's uh, a lot of you know. I remember seat C E E T back when I don't know about back. That. This is back when they made the safety seat. So when you had your YZ125, it, it, the seat stopped at the gas tank, and they put this little thing on the front that went up, and it was the safety. Oh, like seat. a like a nut guard, just kind like of thing? every single seat on every single motorcycle. They were the known first ones that brought it up that far. Right. And so, you know, and, and he, and it's funny, he goes, I remember those. I, he goes, I was trying to get product from them for my vintage builds and I had to make my own because they didn't have it. Because they didn't and, have it. And they went out of business. So, so Lyndon reminds me uh, in a lot of ways of uh, Chris from Motion Pro, somebody who is always looking to improve themselves, their process, their products. I'm very impressed with what they do as well as with Chris. Both Chris, is, Chris both Carter. And, and, and the cool thing about both of those companies, uh, Motion Pro and Seat Concepts and, and the companies that, I gotta ask. I gotta add one more to our list. Just by the way, double take mirrors. Yeah, Ned. Those are awesome. So, all the companies that support us support the sport, and they're enthusiasts. They're they're like they're people that that ride, race, are are intimately involved in it, and they took their passion and they put their passion into their business. and And I was actually talking to Erica today. You saw Erica rolling around here earlier. Uh, yep. And we were talking about oh, did he she she ran into someone else that she works. She's a, she's in technology and electronic digital. Like what, what does Erica do? I know. Cybersecurity. 
cybersecurity. So it's technical. It's like crazy. I, I don't know. I'm just a motorcycle racer. She's, yeah, we're just mechanics. She's hunting Russian hackers. So we were talking about your job, and I said, oh, did you talk to so-and-so about this? Because they, they they were super on the inside of something that something big that everybody knows about, but you know, I can't. I don't want don't want to give away names and places. And and she goes she goes no we don't we don't talk about work. And I'm like, well, she was riding dirt bikes. She's out riding dirt bikes with this person and and a friend and something like that. And I'm like, you didn't ask me about that. Goes, no, we don't we don't talk about work. And I'm like, I, I I ride dirt bikes for a living. I do this show like I talk about dirt bikes, and I'll talk about dirt bikes to anybody almost any time. I think. And we started distilling it into this interesting discussion about like what's work and what's not. Like I'll talk firewood too. I used to do that. I'll still talk about it. I'm, it's not off limits because it's work. And then I'm going, and people told me this all the time. It's like, Jimmy, I sort of think, Jimmy, if you get started on any topic, I think you're going to run with it. No, I'll shut up when I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but it's in your wheelhouse at all. You're like, you're stoked. Well, I get excited to learn something. And that's, I mean, that, and that in reality is the, is the thing, but, and that's what I asked her because I think she wants to, she wanted to know the answer to the question that I had too, but she couldn't ask it or it just maybe it might've just put a damper on their fun that they were having. You can't bring that work in. And I'm like, I like my job so much. I'll talk about it anytime. And then, and then we started distilling this. It's like, oh yeah, every once in a while I get really dumb questions or the same, I, I, I hate to say there's a dumb question. It's not a dumb question. It's a stupid question. An over-asked question, maybe? Maybe uh, ill-conceived? Uninformed. Uh, uninformed question. That's a, better, that's a better word for it. So just, and it's like, at that point, it kind of annoys me, and I'll try to answer it, but my answer might be a little short, a little thing, just uh, cut it, you know, clip it. But it's not because I don't want to answer the question. It's just... But that's how much I like what I'm doing. And then it's like, Jimmy, you've never worked a day in your life. <laughs> so I have a great story about you if you want to hear it. Well, you can go. And Chris. And I'm going to loop in um, Pete from Moscow Moto. So if you notice, I'm not wearing climb tonight. I'm wearing a Moscow Moto jacket. Where's that's, the... that's okay. We don't discriminate here. You, okay. can bring in, you can bring in your own you've got your brands. sponsors and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what. If I wasn't wearing this Paps Blue Ribbon sweater that I don't know where I got it from. It just showed up in a bag at my house, I would be wearing a climb jacket that would be at least as good as that one, if not better. Okay. Okay. So I'll there we go. <laughs> so when you were talking about Chris Motion Pro mm-hmm. and we're talking about Lendon, so these are guys who run their operation at a very, like these guys represent to me anyway, the benchmarks of how to run a motorsport company. And when I met you for the first time in Breckenridge, Colorado, so this would have been three years ago at the KTM rally. Is that right? Three years? Mm-hmm. So whatever that was, three years ago, I think that's right. So I was there with RTW Paul, Paul Smith. So he's a guy who's got a 500. He's ride, ridden around the world many times. He's headed to South America here very soon. I had I had bumped into him. Well, I guess I met him. No, so I'm I'm kind of getting out of order here. Let me let me just take one step back. It, is, does this At, does this story involve me cool guying cool guying you? I don't know what that is. Cool guy? What is that? It's where the, the guy blows you off? No, you didn't do that. I didn't? No. Oh, okay. No, you were kind and generous. Wasn't and, that cool? No, Damn, you were very okay. kind, very generous, very warm. So I went to that to to that adventure rally um, 
sitting on the bubble of trying to decide if I wanted to launch a moto business because for years I had been in, I'd been an electrical, uh, in the electrical contracting business. So doing, uh, building automation systems, fire alarm systems, like construction. I was, uh, I did, I was an electrical contractor in essence, doing that sort of work, specialty stuff. And then always on the side, working on bikes and developing my own stuff for bikes and building bikes. And then was, really deciding like, damn, should I bite the bullet and then do something full time? Because I had, I had, I was kind of sitting on a, I could have gone either way. So I went to that KTM rally. I met you for the first time. I met Chris, I met Pete and Ashley and uh, C Concepts was, was there. And, and I met Scott Harden. And so I met people on that first, that KTM rally where I was super, you could say naive, I was excited, I was like eyes wide open, I was meeting all of you guys who are just like legends in the sport, and a couple of things struck me that I think I have embodied. Hold, hold on a second, like Scott Harden. Scott Harden. Uh, certified me as a legend right there. He is a, you are a legend, he's a legend. Yeah, okay, just check, I just want to throw, it, just want to throw that out there. I like there how because, that's right there. Yeah, just, it was there, it, it, it wasn't planned. It, it wasn't just Scott. It, it was, wasn't a plan. Oh, Johnny, Campbell, Johnny too. Campbell too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Johnny's kind of a shill for, you know, for me. That's okay. He, he, I, I advertise in Johnny Campbell Racing or the something. The two of you guys are like peas and carrots. <laughs> so I meet these guys. I meet you guys. And, and what I take away is, first of all, the genuine warmth, sincerity, and hospitality of the people in this industry, the people at the high levels in this industry. Um, I, have, I have met people in other industries who are you know, CEOs and operators of businesses who are just straight up asshats. Yep. Okay. So I think there is something special and unique about our industry. And I think that the people who run those businesses in our industry are very unique and very special. And I just sucked it in. I sucked in your energy. I pulled some from Scott and Chris, Pete, and so many of these people that it sunk into a level that when I, when I decided I was going to go ahead and go for it, I thought, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shadow them and I'm going to like spiritually sort of be guided by them. And we, as an organization, Takamoto, we don't advertise. We take any money that we would have spent on traditional advertising and we pump it in and, and by, and add to that by many magnitudes back into the sport, oh, into writers, uh, into sponsoring no, you, people. You advertise, you, you advertise on this show. I advertise with you, yes, yeah, fair yeah, but, enough. But you, you, you know that in our negotiation we went into, it's like, I, I don't just want to get money from you. you. You need to do something for our listeners. Yes. Because I'm the same, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I somehow ended up where I'm at in all of the things that I've done. And I don't believe in luck. I believe in like definitely this thing called luck is made by hard work and dedication and desire and all these things. And so my racing, you know, my, my, my joy of motorcycles led me to motorcycle racing, led me to motorcycle journalism, to photo model, whatever the hell I did. I don't know. I just photo modeling. A photo model was a big part <laughs> of it. Like that, well, that was before journalism. I mean, like I made way more money. If I could, if, if I could get paid my photo modeling rates, like, and I'm not talking about standing next to the when you thing were cute and posing. And had hair, dude. I saw guys like Jimmy Holly and Kenny's art and and Lance Morewood banging berms in dirt bike and motocross action, and I said, I want to be that guy. And for a while, I got to be that guy, you know. And 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 then I realized it's like, okay, there's more to life than this. I mean, 
I could probably still be doing it to this day. Well, not really. Yeah, yeah, I could. I could. I can fake it. Because you can't tell under the helmet, right? I, I, I don't need a boob job every three years to keep current. Uh, but my grinder fans would probably like that, though, right? Uh, Troy Hicks is reminding you about your grinder modeling. Okay. Your OnlyFans? Is that this other thing? This phone is no, over this here is, on OnlyFans? No, this is, a, this is a, the, on the grams or something like that. Actually, oh, Only shit. Gram. I'm on Jimmy Lewis. I'm supposed to go on a dirt bike test. Go over to dirt bike test. Actually, we're going to hang up on you. You should join the show. Oh, this is off the rails. I'm on, out. You should join wow. the show on on um, YouTube's or something like that. One of those other things. So dirt bike test YouTube, dirt bike test YouTube, dirt bike test Facebook, and dirt bike test everywhere. Bye, OnlyFans. Done. Uh, yeah, I'm going to save this one. It was probably actually pretty good. And now, well, I'm going to take this pause opportunity to throw something at you. You are a legend in the sport, but you're also. Um, and I've told you this before to your face. I'll say it again here for all to hear. Uh, there's nobody that's doing what Jimmy Lewis is doing. No one is out there putting in the, 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 the effort and energy back for free into the community like you are. Uh, the knowledge base that you have, the experience, the wisdom, the understanding, the mechanical aptitude, all the inside experience that you've gained through your career. You are... Um, you're the only person I know that's out there that's, that's pumping all that energy back into the community like you are. And so... It's it's an asset what you do, and some of us appreciate it and acknowledge it and thank you for it. I think there's a lot of people who probably don't, and that's fine too. You're gonna keep doing what you're doing. I think it's badass. This whole everything you've got going on, I think, is legendary and fantastic. I hope it never ends, never yeah, dies. No, it's good. I do, I do it. I do it literally because I love it. I mean, I enjoy talking about dirt bikes. I enjoy spreading the 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 word. I, I want and the, and the the purpose of the show, besides talking about me and myself and and us and me and I, is actually to try to dispel some good and help information. People. Yeah, helping. So, so when they so when they have questions, when there's questions that kind of come up, uh, there were and it's funny because it you know some people half half of these show the show has to be entertaining, but also I, I would like it to be educational in some way, shape, or form. And and you're literally getting kind of inside line to certain aspects of the motorcycle industry. You because know, you have those contacts and that inside information. Right. I'm protective of a lot of it because I do work for companies and I can't talk about like, you know, it's two and three, four year, three, whatever out years out or different things. And and there's other stuff where you're developing a product and you may have knowledge. You keep your secrets. Yeah, I, I, it's that's the that's the nature of the job. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff we've learned that's just on the tip of my tongue. And you ask, and I can answer what do they say nine out of ten questions without referring to a reference manual. And I always make the disclaimer that uh, you're getting this for free. Sure, you're getting this for free. So just that's how valuable it is. That's how valuable it is. It's pretty much it's it's good. You know when you find you're trying to do a tile job in your bathroom at your house and you're like you like trying to figure out how to back butter a tile the proper way and then your wife goes on the internets and she gets one of some hot dude that just slapping the butter on the damn back of the thing it makes it look easy and she's like you're not doing it right <laughs> it's a great analogy it's a great visualization i'm totally tracking with you <laughs> of the hot guy slapping butter uh -huh. on the back of a tile uh -huh. <laughs> so the moto show has now turned into the hot tile home improvement hot show tile talk you know one of my favorite one of my favorite shows is an adam carolla podcast called ace on the house okay and, and so uh, are you familiar with adam carolla uh, yeah i know him but okay, i know okay. that show so he has a million podcasts but he is one of the best podcasters probably one of the most popular podcasters. behind you no not even close not even close 
Is Mike just blowing me this whole show? Like, what do we? Is it? It's because of the shirt. I'm sure he did buy the pizza though, or he threatened to. Uh, no, he he does this one called Ace in the House, where he you know he he his in his former life before he was an you know a, a comedian actor, all these things like this, podcaster mainly. He, he was he worked in the in, in the trades in the industry, and and he does this one where he. he Talk, they talk about like if you're working on your house, you call up. It's like this show, except about home improvement. And they hardly talk about home improvement. They dive deep into it when you get into it. And you know you're talking to somebody that knows what they're talking about. And that's what's cool. But the whole show is entertaining. They do a little singing, which Matt just told me no. No singing? Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> you're going to get those those rainbow bars on the screen. Hey, if anybody knows how to do a country jingle on the guitar or something like that, I have a song I wrote that I really need I really need some work on cuz it's it's holding up a big video project that I have financial obligations. Thank you Double Take Mirror, by far the best bolt-on mirrors known Boom. to man. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Ned. So, okay, back. You can start talking about. Well, me so again. check it out. This, this is what this is where I'm going with all this. It's the holiday season. It's Thanksgiving. I spent the last week or so just being reflective and thinking about where I am in the industry, people, the kindnesses that have been extended to me, and I think it's valuable in our own personal. I think it's just important that people at least once a year do a little self reflection. I've done it. You are on my list. There's others. I've mentioned who I mentioned. I have others as well. Um, so that's what, that's the spirit where I'm coming from. Because I'm seen. Yeah. Now we'll just shit on you the rest of the time. Oh, that's fine. I, I actually I hate I hate. <laughs> shut up, Matt. I hate. There's a reason why I've been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You're. I'm just waiting my turn. I actually don't take the compliments very well. I I literally don't because I don't. Sometimes I don't feel like I deserve them. It, you probably don't. It, 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 thank you. Uh, but so I so I remember. I don't. I don't remember meeting you in Colorado, Beckenridge. Don't don't remember this at all. I uh, will. I will say that you had you had tied one on. You were looking. Your cheeks were red. Your nose is red. Oh, I was hanging around Chris from Rottweiler. Chris. Yeah, it was so in the bar. They, they, so they had a. Tequila. We met in the bar. That's all you need. So remember. they had a tequila drinking contest. Yeah, I remember that. And I, they were actually picking on one of the a, a new kid that was working at another company. And you know this is indoctrination and stuff like that. And I had a couple. Hazing. Te- I had a couple. Yeah, it might have been hazing. I had a couple tequilas, and then I realized what was going on. I'm like, oh no, because I actually really do enjoy tequila, but not in quantity and in, in taste. And the first couple he bought were really, really good tequilas, and then it just went downhill from there. So, so I, I do, <laughs> really, I do remember. Really I taste enough. It wasn't much of a slide. I think that's I my do, theory. I do remember. So I do remember <laughs> that. But anyways, I, I'm glad I was nice because sometimes. Actually, nope. my wife does tell me it's okay when you drink because you're nicer. Not to her, but I mean to everybody else. Hence the hence the tequila on the table here for every show. This oh, place so looks this looks like, looks like it this looks look like a, a bar with microphones. Is what my, this looks my, like. My desk is I, is filled with shot glasses and tequila bottles. Yeah. I think it. I think this place actually looks like a kind of a frat house, but. Like with somebody had way too much money and got sick of drinking all the really yeah. expensive tequila. It's a frat house with daddy's credit card. Yeah. Yeah. This this is if if you're a recovering alcoholic, this is super triggery. Never come here. In fact, I don't even know if watching this could be too triggery. Here's a beer can, but we'll put that off. Well, it's got Mr. Happy on it. Grab it. Oh, who's this guy? Mr. Happy. 
Yeah. So Mr. Happy sometimes can become my alter ego. If I really need to say something, he sits over here, we give him his own mic, and he starts saying stuff. He says the stuff that you can't say? Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, so that's that. Well, Let's talk about who so, else do you have on the sponsor but, list? But, but you had uh, – no, we're not – we're going to talk about Takamoto in a minute. You actually had an interesting thing, that, that white sheet for – Modifying a KTM, I don't know, five hundred or something at the time. Yeah, it was XC specific. Did you send that to me, or did I? How did I? How did I acquire that, or did I dig it up on the internet myself? You had somebody had sent it to you, and then you had talked about it uh, on the program, and then somebody texted me, and they're like, "Jimmy Lewis is talking about your your little white sheet." And then I think I sent you an email, and I okay, think we corresponded a little bit before we got the, to Idaho. It was the first guy, and and. It was the it was the first time I'd seen somebody because you you had started you just barely started up Takamoto selling stuff. Yes, uh, we hadn't. I hadn't really like kind of officially launched. I just you were doing stuff in your garage. I was kind of hawking a few things out of the garage, basically. Yes. Okay. So it was one of the first times I'd seen something that was, you know, it's, it, you could tell somebody was trying to sell something, but they were doing it honestly, and and. In our business, you know, sometimes especially, and I, we talked to, what do we call it, low-hanging fruit? Yeah. We were talking about the reed valve thing. You yeah. know, just, just yeah. I have a reed valve in my hand, which is my favorite thing, and Mike. I'm hoping we get to this. Hates it or no, I don't hate it at all. Hate it? I don't no, know. I'm on record I'm to tell the, people oh. they should consider well, leaving it in. Depends on what you want. Depends on, depends what, you're on what you want. Depends on what you're after. And so... So anyways, it's a white sheet. It was a really good evaluation of exactly – it's like, okay, this guy has ridden these bikes. He's tested them. He's tried these different things. These steps make sense. I applied the engineering method to motorcycles. Wow, shocking, right? It is, actually. <laughs> 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 it's just, just a process. It's like I think they teach you this in, in like – Other industries. Well, like where, where did you have to do – because I, I have a hard time remembering school because I just doodled pictures of motorcycles and couldn't wait for the bell ring so I could go ride one. Sounds about right. But they, you had a, you had a, a um, Matt, you're going to have to help me with this because you've been to school sooner than I was, although I noticed you're forgetting a lot of things. The, you do the, 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 it's like the lab thing where it's like in, in chemistry or something like that. You have a scientific method. Scientific method. Okay, this is right. You're going down. So, so you have a hypothesis. Yeah. And then what's the next thing? I believe it's experimentation. Experimentation? Well, now I'm going to look it up. To test the hypothesis. Yeah, to test the hypothesis. And, oh. then, you, and, then, and then you have the conclusion. Conclusion. Well, no, we're missing observations. There's, there's, we're missing some. We're uh, missing yeah, some. yeah. Observations. So you, and then there's peer review. Yeah, peer, there's, there's some steps in this thing. And, and that's how you, if you want him to shut up, we just point the camera at him. And oh, he, does that he, run him out of the room? He, he runs out. Did you see how I got the pizza? It was like, the, there was one slice of pizza left, and he was grabbing it, and I was live on Instagram, and, and he went for it, and I turned the camera at him, and he just backed off. Does his witness protection contract require him to stay off no, camera? No, he believes that there's evil inside of uh, filming. Have no soul. He doesn't his want soul. his soul taken yeah, soul, out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, my soul's gone long ago. <laughs> so, Matt, what is it? Uh, observation, research, hypothesis, experimentation, analyze data, and report conclusions. So, so hypothesis comes later. It's a, let's say it's about the, it's the third step. Okay. If you already know it, it's, if you already know what you're talking about and you've already done a lot of research, it's probably the first step, but. So in motorcycle testing these days, the hypothesis is done first. <laughs> you've decided what you're going to try to prove. 
there, there's the a lot conclusion of comes first probably yeah so this is a big problem that a lot of this this goes way beyond motorcycles there's a lot of people out there who come to the conclusion and then they try to support the conclusion I, versus come I'm to the g- hypothesis. I'm going to give them come to the conclusion. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and make make it that they that they that they kind of decide you know, they, they 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 figure out what they want to tell you, and then they're going to go down the path to tell you that. So it's not really a scientific method at that point. No, it's supporting. It's, it's supporting yeah. So it's kind of it, it, it's we're, kinda, we're, yeah we're, yeah we're getting yeah. a little deeper than uh, engineering ethics important aspect. Chris Real says, you're familiar with Chris. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did I talk to Chris? Yeah, Chris and I are talking about some cool stuff. Doing some stuff. Some, yeah. You and I and Chris have talked about some stuff. Uh, we test, Chris and I test things differently. He's more a scientist and an engineer. And I'm, I got my ass and it's got some seat and it talks to me. It the takes all seat, kinds. Ass in the seat. Field. I, think, I think all <laughs> evaluation is valuable. My butt dino is better than any real dino. That's science. It's yeah. ass science. Okay, so so we so so your your white sheet was pretty awesome. I said this guy's thought about this, and it was it kind of went through the steps, and it was like this is this is good. And then we started communicating, and then we went riding that one time. You came out with a couple of buddies that had tacoed bikes. Were they tacoed at that time? I don't know. I don't remember. There were a couple of bikes. I just had some bikes in the garage, and so I grabbed. I don't think I grabbed a personal bike. I think I had a bike that was in transition. It was being bought or sold, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, Nancy was there. Nancy Rutherford. She is a badass chick rider. She's really good. She's in Mexico yeah, right she's, now. She's come to my school a couple of times. She she yeah. she's a chef, right? She is. Yeah, she was living out here with a, a uh, staying at a friend's house, and then and, uh, and uh, she came to the school one time. I remember, but I remember riding, and I was riding a completely one hundred percent box stock. I think it was a Husky five hundred one at the time. You had a very pristine five hundred one, very yeah. low hour. Yeah, and. And when we were going, we were going up these sand washes, which are kind of horsepowery and tractiony sand washes. And I remember riding past some of the guys with their beluga pipes and spinning and wheel thing. And then we started having this discussion about like power versus traction versus usability, usability versus drivability, and and the more technical the riding got, the more. The stock bike started, I think, performing better just overall, just on average, you know, less wheel spin and hookup and things. And it's like, it was like, well, where, where do you, where do you want to ride versus where do you want to talk about how your, how much power your bike has? Like, where's the, you know, and and it's, it comes down to, you know, drivability. And I always say, people say, oh, I want my bike to have more power. I go, okay, then just turn, I'll give you the free answer. This is this is one of those things in the show. We it's need great. it. We, this is this is the the best free advice ever. Jerry Bernardo, if you're watching, if you're out there, if you're listening, somehow, Jerry, I'll channel you because aliens brought him here last time. Literally delivered via spaceship, which is normal around here. <laughs> just twist it farther. Yeah, just it just if you if you need more power, turn the throttle farther, and then when you run out of throttle. Then we can start discussing more power because then I'm going to ask you the second most important question. Were you at peak RPM for horsepower? Not peak RPM of the motor, like rev limiter RPM, because usually there's a fall off on most bike. It's very rare that one runs straight all the into, way to the end. It, no, all the way, no, they none usually, do. There's usually a fall off. They design these motors. KTM's right, re, power I've, to the I've moon. Never, I've yet never seen a bike that runs into, well, I've seen them run into a rev limiter at, at a peak, but it was not a stock bike. And, and you know there's a, there's a, there's a sign off, and then I go, were you at peak RPM, peak horsepower RPM? 
And the question is, yes. And then I go, well, I would bet that you're not, but okay. How do you know? Because <laughs> I've ridden. No, 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 I'm not talking to you. I'm, you would say, you would ask them, well, how did you know that you were no, there? No, I don't. I don't know. And I'll never be able to because no they, they've know. told you that, yeah, they were at peak RPM or something like that. And, and, and I'm like, okay, so when is this? And then at that point, when is this a problem? Like at what point did, like, what were you trying to do that caused this like lack of horsepower that you couldn't turn the throttle farther and you couldn't use a little bit more RPM? And then the question is, well, uh, then, then it's at, by that point, they're like, well, no, no, I just want to bolt some shit onto my bike and make it faster. Okay. <laughs> then you're right. Yes, you need to bolt some shit on your bike and to make it faster for, so you can say that it's faster. Cause I'll, I'll show you how it, how the stock one will do this, even though it's corked up emissions compliant, whatever, or even if it, even when we're talking about a motocross bike. And uh, by the way, speaking of Yamaha, one of the most amazing things about the uh, Yamahas, including the 2023, Blue is the power tuner app that comes with that bike and the new enhanced one for the 2023 YZ, which I have no experience with. I haven't even downloaded it on my phone. I hear is awesome, but I'm telling you back from when they had that little power tuner tool that you would buy. It was an accessory to the time it came to the free app makes those bikes. Some of the best bikes out there. Cause you can engineer and tune the power however you need it, however you want it in quite a bunch of different ways. And I don't know that you're necessarily able to make quote more power, but you're able to make, better power and that's what i talk about all the time customized power customized power and we know where that technology came from that's athena, athena. that's athena stuff that was that was a well-kept secret for a long time and then they they don't still don't really talk about it but that's where it it was funny because i didn't know this and then you sent me because i had one of the the ecus when you said, hey, use the, the it was brand new, the Get Athena app. Yeah, it was all pretty new. And I'm like, holy crap, this looks really, really familiar. I've used this before was, somehow. <laughs> yes. Because it was a Yamaha. It was Yamaha. It was Yamaha was using one. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't get any of the Athena guys started on like how that all shook out because it wasn't, it was some, it was some, some technology borrowing, borrowing before yeah. you know before like patents all got said and there's there's, there's, it went, there's 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 the enthusiast side of this business and there's the business side of this business and and there's and i talked to matt about this made this really awesome analogy today yeah it was that it was good matt it was a good was one good. so 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 you're in business and stuff and your companies are working in the moto business and you have something and you're making this or you're 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 doing that and then companies you share information or whatever and and then all of a sudden it's like well i don't want you producing that anymore we're going to take it and we're going to produce or you do this and that and and it's like it's like well that was sinister that was bad you know you just think about it depending on which brand you're loyal to sure just like maybe you're loyal to one racer or another racer you're a fan of one racer and you watch these guys go into a turn and they're coming in hot and the one guy goes in and he kind of takes the front wheel out of the other guy and knocks the other guy down sure it's a block pass oh well no so and so is dirty riding and you're like no no that, that was it was a totally fair and you're like is, a, is it is it dirty is it a racing incident do we need a fine do we need that, that's business that's people. racing business people same way do the same oh, thing your you're guy. stepping on mr Sorry, happy's well, he, i don't know i don't know where the hell he went can and he's down there floating around he's probably trying to make you happy you're exactly right so there was i have a quick little story that kind of makes your point backstops what you're saying there is uh there was a time where somebody in our industry um sought to make our path difficult uh, attempted to do some stuff that would cause us some grief 
And my thinking was at the time that that shows fear. So a couple of things that showed fear. And so that helped me identify, oh, even though we're small and even though we're just a really, you know, bootstrap operation, we're putting fear in in organizations that are that are much bigger than us and much more well known than us because you ignore things that are that are not a threat to you. You just ignore them. But if you're going to like get hot and bothered about something, then that that means there's some fear there. And that was encouraging. That was very encouraging. It's funny because most people just like focus on that and go, oh, "This is bad," and we're gonna. But it's 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 a compliment. It was a compliment in a, in a, in a strange way. A thousand percent compliment because I'm in the, I'm in your head. I live. I, you're allowing me to take space in your head. I like that. This is yeah. good. This is good. And then what it did was it allowed me to just take that energy and be like, "Well, I have no retaliation." I, I that, that's erasing it. So so let me let me kind of summarize it like this. My theory was, I'm going to take that energy, I'm going to use it for productivity for me. I'm going to be more productive because of that. But then that then it, there was, ah, the story goes on and would it, the details are irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. It's irrelevant. doesn't matter. But to me, it was, I thought, this is racing. Like, if you're, if you're looking over your shoulder and you're seeing a guy on you, that just means your program is lacking something. If he's getting close and threatening your position, your program is lacking something. Your equipment is lacking, your fitness, your, your, your lines. That's a, that's a signal to you that your game needs some improvement. Right. And a true racer will hear the engine of the guy behind him and will figure out what he needs to do to stay in front, as opposed to then go back after the race is over and then, you know, Complain, 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 and tell everybody, and talk, and this wap, is, wap your lips. This is absolutely a hundred percent true. I mean, it, you just it, you describe that perfectly, and that's why I'm always worried because nobody cares about this show, and nobody ever uh, thinks is threatened by this show. <laughs> mm, let's get the let's let's get the psychologist in. Yeah, to try to like break down this. That's okay. Uh, but anyways. Taco Moto sponsors our section called Roosterendo, which we're going to do a little bit later in the show. Is Trevor called in yet? Uh, he'll call in in a few minutes. Roosterendo is the best thing on the interwebs. Uh, it's just taking it. It is no, really cool. There's no such thing as an original idea. So I just ripped off something that we used to do in magazine world back in the day, you know, because everybody wanted to send a picture of their bike and have it put in the magazine. Yeah. And, and like, I remember the, 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 the three and four wheeled magazines back in the day were just kings. They have like four pages of this. Everybody sent in a picture of their bike and put it in. So we do this and uh, you send us a picture of your bike. We talk about it. And the one that makes us feel the best. Like that gives us the most entertainment That's for right. no particular reason. There's no math to how it works out at all. And tonight we're going to let Mike pick the winner for the hundred dollar Takamoto gift certificate. How can I be I, unbiased? I don't know. Okay, I'll do what I can. Yeah, because because I don't want to okay. have anything to do with it. I'm just letting <laughs> you know right now that there's a strong contender. Oh, a strong contender. Yeah, like there's, I have a pretty clear relief. Yeah. I'm going to hundred percent pick the underdog. Hey, not to talk about myself again, but evidently I was inducted to the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, or I will be, or maybe really? somebody just lied to me. So if you want to go to the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame Motorcycle Industry Celebration, this is on January 28th. Uh, it's from 6 to 10 p.m. in Las Vegas. That is in Las Vegas, yeah. That's very Las cool. Vegas, this is a, uh, this, we are, I'm going to be there. Are you going to be there, Mike? Um, Can you go there? 
Are you allowed to go there? Hang on. Have you been banned? So, Je- no. Uh, Jesse Grant said, Michael, pick a KTM. I, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I want to pick the Suzuki. Mike, like, pick a KTM. I want to pick an underdog. Like, uh, the Suzuki I, from last so week. So anyways, uh, show, show up at the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. I may, cool I may wear this shirt if somebody doesn't tell me who bought this for me. I'll keep wearing it until until you get to see that. I know Climb did not send this to me or make it, but Climb did send me a really awesome coffee table book. Yeah, I took a look at it. One. How, yeah. how does this apply to you? This is not your f- style of racing. Well, no. This is flat tracking. It's it's I'm but I'm I'm in there for something that you don't have to actually be a flat track. You have other I, categories. I didn't have a steel shoe. I almost got a steel shoe. I almost got one from Ken Maley, believe it or not. He he actually offered to make one for me back when I was a journalist. There are dudes who don't know what I mean, it t- I had to research Speedway this and, and figure flat out track? What, Yeah, I had to figure out what this stuff was. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's just a good group of people. It's a good time bench racing, you know. So so we don't talk about racing, but we'll be there. You can you can come and ask me about racing and I'll tell you about my racing. When is this? When when are you having your induction? I I don't know if it happened already or it's going to happen or something or they were lying. They were just they were just lying to me. And they said if you talk about it seven times on the show, then, then we'll induct happen. you. Yeah. But this is the only one. This is the only one of your Notif- not it's the only, the only, it's the only thing you're proud of right here. Only time I've ever been honored. Have you talked about this? No. Have you ever? You ever? Nope. Nope. Do you want to do uh, it now? Nope. What, uh, Matt? You, why would we talk about this? You this already talked cool. about it. I thought we already did. Oh, maybe we did. I, I think don't, we did. I don't remember. I don't know. This is Johnny Campbell and, and um, Scott Harden. It's called Handstands at 100. Oh, you, are you, were, you were there, too. I was there. Oh, I yeah. saw this happen in real time. Oh. Are you going to go to the ride in December, December 7th and 8th or something? No. I have other commitments. I see. Yeah. So it's like it's like full-on rally training crazy season around here. That's your busy time. It's, how is business going? How are, how are sign-ups? I, I make absolutely no money doing any of this rally training, although I charge a lot. Just net net. It's a it's a it's, it's called a it's, down. it's called a loss leader. You know about those? You kinda you kinda do something to yep. to, to do it because yep. maybe because you What if you love the sport? What if you love maybe the people you that, love, you what love if it? what if this your heart is and you just can't can't not do this for the community? Yeah, some of that. And I get to hang out with some pretty cool people. That's, that's true. That's what it comes down to. There, you have had the the biggest names in motorsports here at this table. A couple times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Some pretty cool people in here. And I expect to get more. Especially, you know, I had I had to turn down a couple people to get you in here tonight. I'm, I'm sorry not, about the big dip tonight. Tonight's a low. It's okay. But otherwise, it's very high. <laughs> hey, my apologies. RP wants to know for your T7, what width rims, front and rear, would you choose, and why? Uh, RP, right now, I'm currently running stock because I haven't spent enough time on that to feel. I, I, I've got I've got. Tires that I think are too wide on there, the stock size tires, I want to go to a little bit more narrow, and then I'll know a whole lot more about that. So hopefully, I'm, I, man, I'm like I'm like five videos behind on that motorcycle. I've shot the stuff. I just need to sit down and edit it. You know, I know an editor. You know, and you, yeah. But okay. he's busy. Okay. He's busy with other projects. He's busy I, managing. I gave, I gave you like three other projects this, today. This. I'm that, so- None of them make any money, but you should just work your ass off on them because someday, hey, someday, Matt, I, I firmly believe that's going to do it like a, a bigger a and better check. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the question. Horsepower <laughs> equals torque plus RPM divided by 5250. Uh, that's times RPM. Times? I mean, horse, yeah. Can we go back to the T7? T7. Okay. Uh, you should all be following. There's a guy on the interwebs on the on the Insta. The kids do this. The kids are on the Insta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Overkill Andy. His name is Andy. Shoot, why can't I think of his last name? He's 
he's probably watching right now. Uh, I'll look it up. And then he is probably one of the best, I think, guys who are heavily modifying the T7s and doing a really good job off-roading and doing stupid stuff that you should not do on a big uh, middleweight adventure bike. He's doing dirt bike stuff on that T7. And uh, you, I, should, I, you should check and see what he's doing. But you're, you're buying an adventure bike. And not not a not a dirt bike. I know he's. It's wrong. It's wrong. Well, it goes against the, all the laws of nature. Actually, I thought somebody made a. I don't pay that much attention, but somebody made a a, a meme, a mime, a meme, meme. Andy Janik. Meme. Andy Janik. Name check. Boom. Overkill. Andy. He's got great content on the T seven. Yeah. Because I I just ride it like an adventure bike. Because <laughs> that reminds me. I want to use stuff for what it's designed for, and it seems like you get better things but if you want to be big on youtube you either need a nice ass and boobs um because that goes a long way because every chainsaw video i watch every tiling job video i watch it's always someone here he is getting uh, some big air on his on his t7 yeah he just does stupid stuff on it. it's really fun to watch it's not quite like um how the hell do you say his name polter Paul Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's a different that's like not the same, but Andy's doing accessible stuff. I need to start doing some of that stuff because I can do all that stuff. I, hey, Jimmy, speaking of riding, no doubt you can riding an adventure bike. Like I know how to jump, bro. Speaking Big of riding hits. an adventure yes. bike like a dirt bike, did you ever get my edit of your log videos? No. Okay. I rode a Tenere over a log with a stock skid plate, and I didn't break it. Bro, do you even lift? Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Jimmy did some cool stuff during the class. He ripped it out on the... Oh, you know what I did? I did because I was I was in, in, in between, you know, when I send people out to do the drills, I got to give them a few alone, alone minutes, and sometimes I need some alone minutes during the school, too. So, I went out and did a... I wanted to do a 100-mile-an-hour turn. I wanted to do the tightest turn I could do at 100 miles an hour. Okay, that's challenging. But the wind was blowing, and I could only get it going 93 miles an hour into the headwind. And it kind of pissed me off. Disappointing. But so I'm going on the dry lake, but I'm, I'm trying to – basically, you're going – because you because when you screw up here, it's a high side, like in a big way, like – you, you know, because you so you just go in, but you got at that speed, you got a lot of time for it to happen. Like it doesn't happen quickly, and then she had a bump, <laughs> a slow motion, hundred mile an hour dry lake high side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, that'd but, be awesome. But it happened instantly. But you get all, it, you, it, but from the time it goes from it's okay, it's okay to really bad, to not okay, takes a long time. Like in it's milliseconds. You review your life multiple times. <laughs> well, probably why once it's gone bad. Yeah. But anyway, so I was trying to do a hundred mile an hour turn, and and I'm I, I was. Because I did something with the tires. I'm actually testing something. I put the tires on in reverse direction. Okay. Because I I, I thought there was going to be better braking performance. And I did this on accident once once before. And I so that was your hypothesis. And now you're using the scientific method I made an observation to prove it that out. At one you point, made an observation. At, at one point. That, that, okay, here we go. I made an observation at one point that that putting the tire on the backwards, actually it scoops it in the wrong direction. Okay. And, and I thought it gave it better braking performance. So I said i'm gonna mount them on backwards and try this and i put them on and i put them on and i was gonna go out and do it and i kind of forgot about it and the very first time i did my braking demonstration out in the dry lake bed i stopped seven feet i'm guessing worse no better better so then i then i thought and i completely i completely forgot that i was doing this no let's make a website debunked no i went and did it one more time 
and it, the same result happened. And I did everything the same way because I can hop on different bikes and always have a pretty same similar result, like within one to three feet. I was seven feet better. And I did it again, kind of pushing it, and I was better still. And, and then the next three times I've done this, it's always been better than I thought. And so it's two things. Tenere is better on brakes than I thought. It's just better, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a lighter adventure bike. So it doesn't weigh as much. It's so, okay, all true. There, there, there's that true. It could be the tires. And so, okay, it's in my head. But at the same time, okay, is there a disadvantage? And it would be in the, in the, in the turning and the, the feel, and I haven't felt it yet. So I went out and did this like 100 seven, mile an hour. 100 mile an hour. I just said, can I do a 100 mile an hour turn? And so I'm going, and I can only go 93 into the wind. And I was going into the wind. Because it, it takes a long time to actually do a turn at that speed. Okay. So I came back, and I, I got. Like a battleship. I got going 104 the other direction. Uh, you know, wind speed and everything like that. And I uh, got going 104 and then kind of like freaked out because it was like, it was like, this is stupid. <laughs> so cool story, bro. But did you die? No, I didn't die because I, because something told me is like, hey. Uh, so are you it, recommending that people run their tires backwards on a T7? Not, not the stock. The stock ones don't matter because they're square blocks, but I'm, I was running Kenda big blocks at the time. By the way, Kenda, uh, disclaimer, Kenda does sponsor my off-road riding school. Okay. They're great tires. I love them. And that's why I'm always testing stuff and doing different things. So, but uh, yeah, I was running the big blocks and pretty happy with ha- how they work. In fact, I rode all the way back to California on those tires in the backwards direction and didn't really notice that much different than whether they're in the front direction. So, and there, it's not that big of a change, but it's a little bit. I just want to make sure there wasn't anything bad because I noticed this braking performance was that much better. And if it's that much better, that's more important to me than the acceleration or anything I've lost in the traction element going forward. But on the deceleration, yeah. So you're making the engineering department of that tire company just freak out because you're you're using it outside of the design well, now parameters. I, now, now I need to go and talk to them and make sure there's not some layering on the carcass. Yeah, or something right. Like What's that the speed that, rating backwards? Right. I mean, and it's not going to matter in a in a short run, like just a couple minutes out in a dry lake bed doing something, but like you know, over extended time or something. So because uh, there's different. Uh, Plies, bias, rating, stuff like that. So this show has told you to run your tires backwards. No, no. Do do the very first thing I say. Follow the manufacturer's recommendations on everything. That's the safest and smartest thing you can do. And then and then if you want to, in you sell a bunch of stuff that voids warranties. Everything on your bike as soon as you as soon as you put gas in it that didn't come from the factory, <laughs> your warranty the the warranty is voided. So once the tires get dirty, your warranty's done. Yeah, probably for the most part. I mean, th- th- some manufacturers are really good about fixing stuff. It's all about the dealer. It's the relationship that you have with the dealer. So the dealer is your first point of contact to the to the corporate tower of your, yeah. your OEM. And then how well that dealer works with the dealer and rep that that's communicates right. it up the chain. That's to right. Say we need to help this guy out or everything. Screw this guy. Everything goes to the smallest entity in the whole in the whole equation. That's the dealer. You either do or don't have a good relationship that you can deploy when you need it with your dealer. We're oh, gonna, you have a Yamaha soundboard, by the way. Of course, yeah, it's the best soundboard. Just love it, yeah. But it's, uh, it's do okay. not run your visit Yamaha tires backwards. Visit yamahamotorsports.com. There should be Matt. You should put like a disclaimer bar across the bottom of the screen. This whole show is a disclaimer that like debunks. So like Jimmy will say something, hey, and then listen, and then you like <laughs> Victor, Victor Andre right here. Victor, my my uh, my good buddy Victor says, yeah. dude, thanks for the recommendation on the Kenda Parker DT. 
I did run them in the hard direction. They stick great on, we'll say... Um, you can't say that word on television. Yeah, we can. No, you can't say that on television. Okay. On beep terrain, even on my half-ton beep RP, which she's talking about is uh, XR650, that tire got such good traction for Victor that it actually snapped off a, a, a one of the, the, the posts inside of his clutch basket. He wasn't... I didn't want to reveal this to Oh, him. wow. Yeah. That's some hookup. Yeah. Well, I mean, to to be fair, there are tires that can be run forward and backwards. So the, the, then the Kenda Parker DT. Th- there are specific is tires that tire. are engineered to do it that. It says hard and intermediate. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. So But yeah. we still need the disclaimer bar, which Matt right here is working on. Oh. Where the hell No, he's he's too busy. Oh, can they not see that? He's hoping oh, there it goes. He's hoping that someone calls in so he can actually be a call screener. Oh, the, the um counter. Um counter <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> Just like, do not do this. Hey, we're going to have a super full hour number two on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday brought to you by Yamaha. Wait, there's two hours of this? Scott Sports, (sighs) Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, and Double Take Mirrors. Just remember that Bulletproof Designs has all the guards available for the most 23 models already. And pegs for the 23 models will become available really soon because those are a little bit unique. See concepts made in the United States from 2009, handmade products and seat styles available in a variety of options. Check out seatconcepts.com. Do it. And they have fitment for the new 23 chassis, the new KTM chassis. Right. Uh, that's all we need to do. Let's go to commercials, Matt. Yeah, when we come back, we'll probably have a, a caller on the line. Oh, yeah, caller. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden and raced and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Okay, and we are back, even though that ad didn't work. Matt's going to get fired for this. This is Sorry, Cole. I was trying, and yep. it, was working, it was working before I pressed live. Right. Well, that's why we need to upgrade everything, including... Well, yeah. I mean, this show is like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep the empties off Fast the set. Because they support us. Yeah, Fast Company, uh, makers of... 
you think the motorcycle handlebars are good? Uh, me and a couple of my friends that ride these E mountain bikes now are really stoked on the yeah. flex handlebars flex, for the mountain bikes. Do you think they bikes. work good for motorcycles? If you're a motorcycle guy, you know how good they work for motorcycles. It's like at least double as good on the mountain bikes. Trevor Hunter. Yep. Welcome so. to the show. Can you hear me? I hope so. Yeah. That's why we're a professional operation. I'm hoping that Matt has everything dialed in, but I can hear you. I don't know if the audience can hear you, but I don't really care much about the audience. I'm more worried about how I look on TV. There it is. Yeah. Oh, he's having the cutting out problem too, just like all the old people that don't know how to use their technology. No, the other people were saying they were having a hard time hearing us. Okay. Uh, Trevor, you still there? Yeah. There you go. We can hear him. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's good to have you on the show. I'm here with uh, Taco Mike from uh, Taco Moto. Do you want to learn something tonight, Trevor? I'm always ready to learn something. Okay, so we're going to talk about an oil filter that I'm going to learn something about as well because we've had questions about this on the show, and somebody asked me, and I don't have any experience with it. Okay. I'm not into jumping into something new, although – especially when it involves like durability and something that's completely proven through millions and billions of miles on everything like the regular motorcycle oil filter. Sure. It took me a little while to go to this, to the, to the roof, to the, um, reusable ones, like the ones that, you know, Scott's performance sells one. There are a few other companies that, that sell one. And I have, I have a ton of miles with those ones, the Scott's one specifically, but I've used a couple others and I only had one in a Honda XR 400 come apart, and it was by a cheaper brand, a less expensive brand. Sure. That the it you know the XR 400 get pretty stinking hot. Let me tell you, and it still runs perfect. Uh, that came apart. But this is interesting. This is what this filter here. So this is fitment for the for the this KTM fitment. What's it called? It's uh it's the Takamoto. We call it the mother of all oil filters. The mother. Of all oil filters. Sure. Got it. So how that works this is kind of what we were talking about just before we came back. So what you're looking at is there's the internal magnet chamber, or this is the internal magnet itself, and then this is just the, the chamber that slips inside of your housing, takes the same cavity, it takes the, it, it takes the same space. This is the, the diameter of your old oil filter. Right. So what I'm holding here is basically a thing that has a magnet on it. It's, there, a, it's a magnet and a tube. There are... There are magnet discs, and they're all oriented so the north power of the magnet are all towards each other. And so that thing is in constant state of repel. It wants to explode. Those magnets, you know, you can you, if you take two powerful magnets, you can. So I only, can't I can't pick up stuff with this. Oh, Wait, sure, you I can. can. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, got it. So those magnets, the north, they want to push themselves apart. It's in a constant state of repel. So that thing, if it could, would just explode. It would blow apart. Right. So. What happens is, is you take the end rubber off your standard paper oil filter. You put it here because that's going to slip so over. So it seals up. Yeah. This seals up in the out. That's that's the so outlet So all port. the oil has to go. 
So the oil has to, has to come in here, comes in and the outer go chamber, out there. right? So it's in the outer chamber. It goes in through these, these holes, holes, right? And then it goes back out into the motor. That's exactly right. So what happens is, is you form a boundary layer of ferrous material. So this is a magnet, so it's going to attract ferrous material. Yep. And then as soon as that boundary layer, that that surface layer is there, then as the oil flows through this, there's just a static charge that is occurring as that oil is passing over that. Just you've got micro ridges across the surface of there. And so that static electricity that happens is what attracts the non-ferrous material. So the, the ferrous, non-ferrous are being attracted to this and attached right. to this. And the size particle is set as a goal. So these are, so these come, where does this come from? This is technology that's been around for a long time. There's a company in Canada called One Eye Industries that makes this, this core right here. And they've been supplying the mining industry for, for, for decades. Right. Anybody who works in heavy equipment, mining, those industries are, they're familiar with this. They're like, oh yeah, that's what we use in our right. equipment, except it's like this big around, it's this big thing. Yeah. So you have a guy named Andrew Kramer in Canada who decided when he saw this, he thought, why can't we apply this to Moto? Why can't we just, honey, I shrunk the magnet. You're right, right. So he shrunk it down. And so the there was a target goal that was set, well, how small of a particle do you want to attach to this? And so four was the benchmark size mm -hmm. because there are additives in the oil. So you have minerals that are added intentionally to oil as part of the additive package. Right. So you can't make this magnet, you can't make the adhesion too aggressive or you'll start to pull the additive package out of the oil. Right. And then you don't want to make it too big because then you're just letting those particles Stuff go through. recirculate. So four was the benchmark. Uh, for what, Mike? Four micron. There we go. And then they just played with the magnet power until they were able to achieve that. And then um, they just put in the work to do the oil sample testing. And so on our website, as well as the One Eye Industry website, if you really want to know nerd level, high level stuff about this, that's One Eye Industries in Canada. And then we just, we... Um, we have all that information on our website yeah. about those oil sample tests. And the thing is absolutely legit. We're running, we're doing oil sample testing uh, and on, on like the 500 EXC for dual sport use. So this right. is... Um, this is not racing because you know you'll you'll you ask here's here's the thousand dollar question like what oil should I run and how often should I change it everybody asks that okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer those by the way yeah just quickly what the manu what the manufacturer says well that's probably the safest thing but you should have oil in your motorcycle yeah. most most failures that involve oil occur because lack of lubrication lack of oil yeah <laughs> not not it has nothing to do with the brand and nothing and I you see how many motorcycles I have and I run them a lot and a lot of times. I'm and and I don't have an oil sponsor. By the way, if you want to be an oil sponsor, I will talk highly of your oil because it probably works really good. Randy like, Max, like, you like, should get a hold of him. They they tried. We talked. There was a, there was just didn't didn't the, the gears didn't mesh. Disagreements. Yeah. Of no, it's just different things. You know, I, I'm not a shill. So I, th I think <laughs> actually actually I won't sell out either. But I think um, you're exactly right. Now. So okay. So we talked about oil and how often should you change it? Depends on how you ride. Depends on how you ride. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I. I want I I would love to try this, you know. But I'm also a little bit like, so this is the the other million dollar. It's question. a little bit of a mind warp. I like, been, well, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look like any oil filter. It doesn't filter look like I've a filter, used. right? So it's a little bit different. But so what is what are the advantages? Because I mean, I know what a filter does and how it works and stuff. This is like revolutionary. Not to say it's good or bad because I don't know. I can't sure. tell you. And that's what I told the person that asked me if I'd seen this before. 
what? So so is is there an advantage? Does it flow better? Does it work better? Yeah. So the paper filters work great, and if you like paper filters, and there's no reason to not run a paper filter. Mm-hmm. Just like there's no reason to theoretically, there's no reason to run fancy oils. Like you can run any gas station oil in any motorcycle, and it'll be just fine. And you will very likely, unless you run out of lubrication. You will very likely not grenade a motor on any oil. Mm-hmm. That's just—it's just the reality. I, of it. I believe that I've seen better durability with some better quality oils. Okay, so now you get into like subcategories. Do you have better shifting with better oils? Do you have less notchy in the transmission? Will you not, have less okay. top end clatter? <laughs> so you can get into like right. oils. It's all not necessarily of, better oils. Different kind of oil. Sure. Different type. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. So are there benefits to running better oil, better products? Yes, completely. Especially motorcycle specific stuff. Totally. Because then it's completely. designed for what you're thinking. Trevor, are you listening to me on this? I'm listening. Just checking, because you know sometimes you guys make you guys you guys make some interesting mistakes, but it's uh, you know it, blame your dad, because I know that he's deciding I what's can, going in the motor. I can attest that oil having oil in the motor does help. Oh lot. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Good. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for backing up things. So okay, back to this oil filter. Uh, so the it, it, so you said not for racing use. Well, you can run for racing use, but then you're just going to shorten your your duty cycle for the oil. So I'm interested. Oh, because in, because you're feeling that it's taking some stuff out of it. No, not not necessarily. You're just shearing your oil. I mean, yeah. w- the harder you work your oil, the less it's going to be able to give you full durability across its duty right. cycle. So if you're a dual sport guy, so this is this is this is what I'm interested in. I want to know. Do I need to change? So my KTM manual will tell me to change the oil 15 hours. Right. If I'm dual sporting a 500 with really good Group 5 ester-based oil like Modal 7100, 50. Do, do I need to change it? <laughs> 30. Yeah. 50, yeah. So, so how far can I go? So I'm interested in what are the, what are the limits? What are the possibilities? This filter and, and very good oil, Group 5 ester-based oil, we're, we're seeing samples go 50 and 60 hours. So racing, no, you should not race hard pressure oil if you're riding in very dusty conditions. These are all just common sense things, right. not, not pertaining to that particular yeah. filter. These are just best practices on any bike. If you're running in clean air, if you're a dual sport guy, so so you're thinking overlanding that that, that, that yeah okay uh, so so yeah so 50, I don't I don't have hours. the opportunity to change my oil that much, and you think that this, somehow so, this filter so could get you some. The guy who is this for? This this is for a guy who is looking to do BDRs. He's going to spend twelve days on his bike. He's going to ride. 2,500 miles on that trip and he doesn't want to have to stop every 15 hours and change his oil because that's every other day it could be every day if you're riding monster days so what we're trying to do is figure out for that guy how long can you go you can go 50 60 hours so you're looking for best practices what's the best oil what's the best filtration i'd I'd like to i'd like to try just to get some experience so i have a better understanding i'd like to see what this thing pulls out versus my magnetic drain plug versus my you know and i'm running a lot of times similar bikes over time back to back and yeah the oil sample testing is like a phenomenal because you can see that there's like clutch particles in there there's sooty particles so it's pulling stuff out that a paper filter because we all know how a paper filter works it's a it's a it's a mesh of all these fibers and some are very tight so some of these are very small tolerance webs and some are big and so you might have 
a particle, you might have a 60 or an 80 or a 100 micron particle that's just making pass after pass after pass because then the, it'll, the, law then it'll, averages, it'll the law of averages, the law of averages says eventually it'll, it'll finally find. get caught, but it, it slowly starts, the filter slowly starts, starts plugging, plugging if you know how a filter works. That's right. So it's, the, and, yeah. So no, that's a, that's a interesting. And, and as that filter, so. What are some of the other advantages of this? You don't have, uh, you don't have so thick oil on cold startups. There is no resistance, so you you don't okay. have any any warm up lag on your oil, which means you don't ever bypass any. You don't hit the you don't hit the bypass spring, and you're not refiltering or I'm sorry recirculating. Passing dirty oil, dirty technically oil. dirty oil. Yeah. That's right. Um, if you are riding in those like long duration situations where you get some water in your oil and you you just have to ride fifty miles to somewhere where you and can water in a in a in a paper filter will is go immediately about, to bypass it, it it plugs yep it'll go right yes. to bypass so a steel won't so one of the advantages of running like a mesh filter your are your stainless steel filters yeah, yeah, yeah. is you can it run doesn't some, it doesn't soak the particles the water doesn't right. uh, expand the stuff and goop up as much that's it, right. it, it will still it no it still will goop up i mean that the filter as the oil will. gets thick and more there's just globs yeah so is there one best filtration is there one best oil no is mm -hmm. there one best filtration system no this happens to be something that we use and advocate for for the high mileage guy for the long duration for the guy looking for long dur durability because it has those real world practical advantages. So no water doesn't doesn't go to bypass. Uh, good cold startup. There's no internal resistance as this thing gets right. dirtier. It flows the same volume of oil, dirty, clean, and then to clean it, you just wipe, wipe the thing off and put it back in. Um, we've unlike got, cleaning a stainless steel one, you know, which you have to backflow essentially to kind of to, a drag to get it, and it it, it it takes a little bit of cleaner, and and I, I've often wondered about the cost advantages of doing something like that. So uh, interesting. It is very interesting, and so we, we like them. Talk Taco Tuesday product of the night. We like them. Uh, okay, Trevor, we're going like to get to you. Bob has a question over there. Oh, jeez. So uh, you know, I got Trevor Hunter online. You know, you're familiar with Trevor Hunter, best in the desert, number one plate holder. Yeah. You I should sponsor him. They, oh, but they used to ride a KTM, but now they're on to Yamahas. They they wise up. Yeah, Blue Crew. Yeah. So that captures the non-ferrous. Yeah, Trevor. Ferrous. Bob's trying to explain something they're, to they're, us. No, they just attach off, here. Offline here. How are you doing? They just stick on this. So inert sand. Trevor fell asleep. Inert sand. Really? Yep. Static adhesion. Is, 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 yeah. he, is so he in a you, delay? We've taken the goo. No, no. You can clean this, and there's just the goo that comes off, and send it off to oil sample testing, and no, no, they okay. report that there's sand, there's so silica. Oh yeah, there's silica in there. There's. Okay. Bob, there's, you have to go to the website tomorrow, and your internet binge. You're going to go to the the SC one. Is that what it's called? What's it? What's oh, the, so One Eye Industries. One Eye Industries. The guys who make the the core. Are you selling that? Yeah, we have this. So we make so I we go to your website. Yeah, and we've got all the same stuff just from them. Like it's their information. Takamo.co. Right. We yeah, make okay, Trevor. We make all the, okay, we're stopping talking about this. We make not everything orange that you see and then not they talking make about that. this anymore. Trevor, Moving on. welcome to the show. Again. Uh, thanks for having me. Did you did you learn anything there except for get confused and overloaded with this filter? I learned that oil is important have it in your motorcycle and that uh oil filters are kind of important seems like okay uh and you went and rode hondas with johnny campbell today i did i got to follow him and everything did Except you on, did on did did you certify him as a legend 
<laughs> he certified uh, himself as a legend. I personally certified. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, what bikes do we ride today? We rode a 450X, 450RX, and 250RX. So all of their off-road bikes. They're completely unchanged, I suspect. Uh, the 450RX has all those changes the motocross bike got. So that's the, like a smaller throttle body, some of the chassis changes, motor changes, stuff like that. Um, and then the, uh, the 450X and 250RX are unchanged. And how is the 450X? No, RX. 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 Uh, I feel it was a tough, it's tough to say. Cause like I feel like the terrain we're riding in doesn't really suit the bike all that well. Like what the bike is really good at. So it's tough to say in comparison to what I've ridden the bike that the older bike in the past. So but you're you're feel you're like a better motorcycle. You're doing what we call in the journalistic world waffling, and I'm just gonna a little bit. I'm just gonna just go out on a limb and say that Trevor Hunter, for the most part, is not a fan of Hondas. Am I am uh, I accurate? That is wrong. Oh wait, shocking! What? That's wrong. <laughs> oh, that's. I wrong. rode the 450 X, and I loved it. Well, I, I I agree with that. I like the 450X. The RX has been a little bit tough for me because it's a, it was a little too moto, a little too a little too yeah. stiff in general. Uh, I know yeah. I like I've 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 liked the X, but I tell you what, you're in no we. If you like the X, we are in the minority because most of the guys, especially that race and have names that are fast and stuff, tend to like the older 450X, the old carbureted one. A little bit more so the but the rx the new rx did they did they in you wrote it you said in a train that didn't suit it so you were riding it in super high fast desert stuff no like super like rocky single track kind of edgy a little bit uh it's like tighter stuff like slower speed stuff but just very like edgy and rocky and kind of uh, it's hard to get the bike to settle a little bit. And I think a lot of it too was I got I changed the ride height and that helped a lot. Like a lot of what I was struggling with is just the front tire. I'm not a fan of that AT81 front tire at all, and so I just had like zero confidence in where, it. Where where were you riding at? Especially on that bike. Uh, we we're in Chocolate Mountain Ranch, like down in El Cajon, I think it is. Huh? Is it is a, a open riding area? No, it's like a private ranch that some guys uh, own and stuff, and their kids race, whatever. And I, like Justin Morgan lives there. Kendall used to live and work there. Uh, okay, it's a pretty cool spot. Very riding. So it's it's that yeah. kind of like loose. It's that loose, a little bit shaley type of dirt. It's like uh, it's like uh, no, it's more. It's like a silty dirt like silt but it was just really rocky like round rocks like embedded and loose and everything yeah and we we're like kind of like traversing side hills and all kinds of like new trails and old trails and stuff like that and ruts and it's just uh i don't know i was struggling a little bit just 
personally, I think. And then the bike on top of the bike, the, the weird front tire was like, that was kind of tough, but earlier on at least. So, so the, cause then I, I remember when we talked about the, the, the changes, the R, I was like, every single one of those would seem like it would work really good on the RX. And I was sort of excited, yeah. like that would be a cool thing to, to try. I remember the RX was, it was like, you felt like you kind of had to race it a little bit, but then I didn't want to pin it on the bike. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And I think it definitely feels improved. I just don't know if it makes it like, uh, you know, like my top pick of the 450 off-road bikes still with with those changes. But it does mm-hmm. feel improved like that motocross bike was. Yeah. Or is. And uh, X450X is just a good all-around motorcycle. It is. Very good, especially in stock trim. Like, I... I thought just like I read like keyboard warrior stuff and everyone makes it sound like it's a pig and the thing it's called corked up and you can't ride it stock. There's no way you can do anything stock. <laughs> and I rode it bone stock and that was a plenty capable bike for 99% of the people out there. So you didn't find yourself like not having you, you, when you were riding it, you found that there was always more throttle, even though it doesn't have enough power. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, you should have gone to some place where you could ride it faster. <laughs> I went a hundred. I went a hundred. Yeah, well, I, I have a video someplace where I went a hundred and four or hundred and six miles an hour on one of those things, completely box stock. So what you got to do is you got to go, Trevor. What you you got to go watch the the video we did on the very first one because it hasn't changed. Correct. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Yeah. And, uh, I don't. I believe it's not. And make sure that that's all still applicable because I was really happy with that bike in the very beginning. And then we did some hop-ups and modifications to it. In fact, I got to ride the bike that that uh, Ricky Brabeck and Kendall Norman took to the Mint 400, the in, the re-inaugural inaugural Mint 400 win. I rode that bike the day before they raced it over there. And so I was aware of what they could turn that bike into. And uh, and it's gotten you know as a race bike they've done a bunch of stuff it's gotten better since and you know, now you're seeing the guys down in Baja win on the on the X <laughs> it might be an L <laughs> but any, anyways I don't think anybody's racing the L it might be an L uh, no for real you would yeah, know yeah maybe for real I'm impressed tell me more later it just has to do with the chassis. Um, you know, they're just doing some st- stuff on these bikes. I mean, but you're not you, regular person, not, you know, you, but I'm more regular than I'm as regular as you person that I'm talking about. Like the 450X is a good all around motorcycle. Very good. Honda's, not as good as the uh, Yamaha YZ450 FX that took uh, Trevor Hunter to some wins and uh, best in the desert racing, right? Now that is a fine motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Blue crew. Yeah, YamahaMotorsports.com. Hey, it seems like the winds in Best in the Desert are coming a little bit easier now that you're riding a Yamaha. Would I be correct? I would say so. Yeah, I would say it's much easier, much more fun, more comfortable. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, Trevor's a Yamaha guy, even though he just claimed that he's a Honda guy. Talking too. about the Honda. He, he hates KTMs, though. So talking about speed, uh, a stock KTM 500 will do 107, 109. 
Really? Yeah. A stock, stock one. I got a brand new 20. No, it's like got about eight, 9,000 miles on it, but it's for me, it's brand new. 20, Put your rim locks in so it doesn't bounce you off the road. 22. It'll do 107. Uh, it has rim locks. It, it, I actually, I've never even ridden. I somehow, I haven't. Or balance. Paid. Sorry, balance your, either don't put them in or balance your wheels. But. Yeah. So I'll, ta- I'll take it out and verify that because it's 100% stock. I'll see yeah. how fast it goes. I'll go take it to the dry lake bed. Uh, hey, so anything else you need to report on, Trevor? Uh, we, uh, we learned, it's like they celebrated, they celebrated uh, 30 years of Johnny Campbell and Hans's partnership together. So that was pretty cool. And they kind of went through his career and like the beginning and how he kind of got started with, with Honda and what it developed into. And obviously where it is now with, uh, I think 32 Baja 1000 wins for Honda. Right. Like 50. Did they, did they talk about the one, did they talk about the one time I won the Baja 1000 with Johnny Campbell helped catapult him into that status. That's kept him there. That was one year. They, one year they uh, they breathed right over. They didn't they mention that one year. They didn't mention that year. <laughs> so every Johnny other year Campbell, they this every guy. other name was mentioned. Yeah, I. Yeah, every other teammate of his was mentioned except for you. Well, it's probably because I didn't show up. Maybe one other person. Yeah, because if I would have been there, yeah, you know. Yeah. Did did were there were there any other Baja One Thousand winners there besides Johnny Campbell? Uh, Mark Samuels and Justin Morgan. Okay, and those guys and, they have a lot. The was truck. Kent was Kendall there? Kendall, you know, so I don't know why, but Kendall couldn't make it down. Yeah, he, uh, he's supposed to be there, but he's still in Mexico partying like after his his last Baja One Thousand win last week. Which how many does Kendall have? Uh, now? Yeah, eight. Yeah, things eight or nine. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, they they you know like me they couldn't he, they couldn't pay the appearance fee. That's what really what happened. <laughs> they couldn't afford you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah no johnny uh-huh. hamill definitely has a storied history in honda uh honda lore it's awesome to see him getting uh the recognition he deserves and like all this you know it's he's just continuing on the legacy of, of people that have worked there that have a a really good you know racing background the the bruce ogilvy's the chuck millers the you know guys like that in the off-road uh, world that have been around for quite uh, a long time which is uh pretty cool yeah chuck and chuck was there today uh who else chuck, yeah chuck was there he's another name i recognized there today yeah these guys uh, are like they out. were winning races before you were born trevor so yeah well first time i ever met chuck i had no idea who he was until i got home and told my dad and then he laughed at me. I didn't know who Chuck was, but I, but I know now. Yeah, that's okay. You know, they, they, kids do that all the time to me too. They don't know who the fuck they're talking to. <laughs> I, I just some know, some uh, of them been, some of them have some of them been co-host on this show. <laughs> you have broken uh, child labor laws with, I with that. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, I just I just explained today to some to Tyler Belknap that you'd won the Baja One Thousand that uh, you almost won the car. He had no idea. Oh, because oh, I don't talk because I don't thought, you thought it was some grumpy old man that told him to ride moto ride motorcycles look better in photos. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's why I need to talk about myself more, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, how's your podcast coming? Uh, what podcast? Uh, that's, it's called <laughs> What Podcast. I think we talked about this on one of the other shows, right? Uh, maybe. There was an idea that was yeah. floated around there. But. So you can uh, follow Trevor over at DirtBikeTest.com. Uh, He's the one putting up all the content there, along with Matt, who almost has a beginner bike shoot up. So they're shoot up, shoot out. Shoot out. Shoot him up. Shoot him up there on different sides of the world. Trevor's racing bikes at the highest level, and Matt's putting around uh, teaching beginner riders Someone's how to do it. ride beginner bikes. So we've got it all covered here. You may think we're just shills for advertisers. By the way, I'd like to thank Double Take Mirrors, Boltproof Design Seat Concepts, Fast Company, Trail Tech, DDC, Climb, Scott Sports, Taco Moto, Never thank heard you, Mike, and Yamaha for bringing you the Trevor Hunter segment on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You know who we have on the show next week? This is the question. That? Crazy Nate Shakwa. If you want to talk about huh. a legend and, uh, uh, you know, it, the storied history of motorcycle magazines, Nate uh, definitely goes down as one of the world-class test riders uh, from the old days where – there was a lot of things that we can't talk about that happened, but we will talk about them on next week's show. If you want a taste of what you can expect next Tuesday, go check out the Better Rider episode with him. Yeah, it's Better Rider, what, number seven or eight or something I like that? I think eight. Yes, Better Rider, number eight. It's going to so be... So memorable. You know the number. I'm impressed. It's going to be awesome. I don't know who this guy is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. <laughs> He's, oh, he, yeah. <laughs> check that episode out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Nate tells you how to do everything wrong, although he's 100%. That's the way he did it. So and, is there going to be a lot of disclaimering happening across the bottom? Oh, we oh. might have to build a disclaimer thing. Yeah, yeah. So, Trevor, we're going to have a little call tomorrow and talk about how to how to uh, divvy up all the millions of dollars that are coming into Dirt Bike Test tomorrow. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm looking forward to retiring at such a young age. I know. This motorcycle journalism is awesome these days. Yeah. I'm going to buy – I'm going to take my cut, and I'm going to go and buy a 12-pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon and a bottle of uh, tequila. So what more could you ask for? That's just so you know how much we're talking about there. Motorcycle journalism <laughs> journalism is killing it these days. <laughs> so, okay, hey, thanks for calling in, Trevor, uh, on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. In fact, you win. You know what? You're going to win a new Dirt Bike Test T-shirt, the, the factory edition that nobody else can get. I've got one in your size. I like that. Hey, and I found a new product about e-bikes that allows you to cheat, so we can go riding again soon. All right, let me know. Okay. I got a question for you, Jimmy. Oh, boy, here we go. Question, yeah. Nine out of ten without referring to reference manual. I was asked this today, and I couldn't I was, uh, I was, couldn't really answer. I was, like, kind of up in the air. But Do I, I need to get a shot of tequila for this? Uh, go ahead and get me a glass yeah. there, Matt. Go, run with the question. What? What bike would you rather ride today, Danny Hamill's KX500 or Johnny's XR650? Because you've ridden both, right? Yes. Wow. That's a. That's a the the wait Johnny Campbell's XR650. Yep. Would it help you to know that I've ridden one of Danny Hamill's KX500s? It was bought yeah. by a buddy of mine, Cliff Lum, who bought it and owned it for 10 years or so. Unfortunately, I had to sell it pretty recently. Killer bike. Amazing. <laughs> really rad. Um, 
Yeah, Bob's laughing. I'm curious because Bob usually it's it's funny when he wakes up from this sleep that he's in. He's usually you read one too. I think you know he had he every year he got a new bike and maybe in the season had two. So so when Bob isn't interrupting the show and and you you can't pay that much attention to him because you're distracting from the show. So just remember the production standards are that. So when Bob actually wakes up and talks. And laughs. It's important. It, 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 it's curious to me. It's like, whoa, what, what was so cool? So we're talking about like Danny Ham- riding Dan- Danny Hamill's bike. So one, two, three, three of the four people in this room have ridden a, a Danny, Danny Hamill KX500, which is a kind of amazing thing. And Matt is probably wondering who is Danny Hamill, although we have done stuff. No, I've read the story on him. With uh, him and about, yeah, he read the yeah. story. So, man, that it's, I'm, I'm. Oh boy, that's a that is a, that's a trick question. Who asked it? Tyler Donat. Tyler asked that. Yeah, my I, votes to Danny Hamilton because I've already done it. It was awesome. Yeah, you know the the the, the Johnny Campbell XR650 was not that great of a bike. In all honesty, it was a it was a it was a really good bike for winning Baja, but the KX500 had way more character and just. It's a it's a two stroke. It's harder to ride. It's yeah. harder to ride the five the five hundred than the six fifty. Um, no, actually, believe it or not, I mean the it the ones that were prepped for Baja. If you rode a Danny Hamill Desert Heron Hound bike, that's what it was. It was a Heron Hound. Yeah, same here. Oh, that thing was a pile of shit. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> see, that's what like, I was expecting when the, to hear. The, no, no, the 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 Danny Hamill Heron Hound bikes, like. It needed flex bars on it. Speaking of one of our sponsors, it needed it needed to have suspension that yeah, had probably. springs that weren't out of a like a like a, a yeah a giant Buick car or Cadillac. That that thing was so stiff and so harsh. Danny could just pound that thing, and he thought it was plush. And I know it was plush because I know how much he worked with with you know bones from Pro Circuit to Pro make Circuit. it plush and work for him. It, yet being so stiff, but he was smashing stuff. So the Heron Hound bike was, the suspension was horrific. Although I don't, I don't, I don't know if you'll agree with the, agree with me on the motor. It felt like it had a whole lot of snap, but all you had to do was click it up a gear, like what Danny was usually doing. But he was just clicking up two gears because the speed he was going was that much faster, and it was so buttery smooth. Like, that was a really smooth, like, an XR650 is a very smooth running motor, and even the Baja ones, like, unlike the XR628s that were a little pipey and kind of hot, the 650 was kind of toned down enough to where it just had the torque to pull, and that's the way that KX500 was. That thing was upshift and just, you know that noise? Just pull and pull and pull. So, yeah. Did I answer the question, Trevor? I'm okay. So which one do you pick? Uh, Is it the Cowie? Yeah, the Cowie for sure. Yeah, the Baja so. one. So the Baja one, it, he had to have partners that were actually human. And <laughs> un, unlike when I raced with Danny Hamill on a KTM, uh, it was called a 550, but it was really a 500. It was a KTM 500 where we went back and forth trying to find a suspension setting. We were working with the WP and the Jim, Jim Lewis, another Jim Lewis from WP to set up suspension for that would work for the both of us and finally i just threw in the towel and said fuck it i'll just ride whatever you Put ride on whatever danny can make go fast and i'll just get it back to him and it worked for the most part except for the time i like in the 500 i rode off a cliff because the bike danced and went off the side of the road and i rode off a cliff and and then 
the other time I rode with Danny and Dave Ondas, and if anybody knows who Dave Ondas was, he was the size of Danny, except not nearly as fast or as fit. But at least he was that size, so the suspension kind of worked. You remember Big Dave? It's called Big Wave Dave. Like, oh yeah, I, bikes now. Or yeah, he 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 was fit. He got really fit and leaned down and everything. And but anyhow, uh, so I had two guys that were double my size, and it was like, okay, just <laughs> give me the bike. I'll just get it back to them. And and it was so horrible. I had to. I I thought I was riding it fast, but in reality, I was probably riding it slow. Although. I also didn't get to take the big shortcuts that the Kawasaki teams took because they had a helicopter with a video camera filming you right where the shortcuts were. So, no, it's Baja. Baja. Dirty. Dirty. It's just dirty racing. But anyways, so, yeah, sorry that we just went off on that tangent. This is going to be a, a two-and-a-half-hour show. I was going to say, we still need to do Rooster Endo here. That's so. going to be a disclaimer warning, two-and-a-half hours. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to move it along here. Okay. So, um, Kendall's hiding out in Santa Barbara. That's good. Rest in peace, Danny Hamill. Uh, yes, true. Uh, what an awesome guy. Uh, okay. So, uh, thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, we're hanging up on you. Is that okay yep. with you? That's fine with me. Okay. Thanks for staying up past your uh, bedtime. Thanks for having me. Uh, do, do, your, do your training. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Keep doing the Lord's work. Lord's work. Riding dirt bikes. See you, Trevor. <laughs> okay, see you. Okay. Uh, Okay, talk. Let's see, Taco Mike. Let's get back to. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's taco about it. No, we you know what we're gonna we're gonna taco about right now. We're gonna do rooster ender. We got to get to this. Do you want to take any questions? Skip it. Do we have some questions? Uh, there's questions on the sheet, but let's get to rooster endo, and then we'll see where we're at. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna blow through these pretty quick. So. I think I already got my winner. Oh jeez! What you, all? All you've seen these pictures of the tire map. I, from the tires, I already picked. Fire them. away! Who, I already got who, it. I'll read them. Uh, speaking of KX 500s, Rich Sothers 2000 KX 500. This is here's the picture. I could tell from the tire what it was. You could <laughs> best desert bike ever made. Does pretty well at hill climbing too. The number one plate oh, okay, was earned, is. winning the 50 plus and open open expert class at local MX track. Bike has everything possible done to it. Here are just some of the mods: decompression button for starting, electron carb, recluse clutch, left hand rear brake, 132.5 millimeter dog bone linkage, oversized oversized front brake, rad valve, FMF desert pipe, DEP silencer, Mika bars, and endurance odometer. This is your KX500. It's not a Danny Hamill KX500 except for the number one plate. He's got those old school Acherby's rally handguards that, good God, Acherby's can't believe they still sell they a million of those. Terrible. They, they they love them. They are they're just great all around handguards. By they the way, look terrible. Yeah, but on the bike it's period correct. I think. I think it works for the bike. Okay, two oh, thousands. Yeah. That was a big thing. That's a clean looking motorcycle. It's a hell of a bike. I'm glad it's won championships. He shot it in his front yard. It's a hell of a bike. Took it out of the garage. He actually sent me like a collage of photos, but I just take the you one that looks like that one. Yeah. Did, did he have one where he shot it from a lower angle? I'm just curious. Uh, maybe. Let me go look at the full. So this well, is it's okay. Don't get too stressed out on that map because it, there's something about taking a picture <laughs> over the top of a motorcycle. It 
you're dominating the motorcycle. The motorcycle doesn't dominate the picture. I give away mm. photography advice and every psychology. single time. Whoa. Every single time on this Some show. Some depth there to that. And none of you people take comment. it. None of you people take it. We get the same old, like I'm standing on top of my motorcycle with my fisheye lens and my camera. Okay. Hey, no, we, this, we, had, we had someone submit a, uh, a photo where they were doing a wheelie with no helmet. You can't condone that. Yeah, no, we didn't. I I, I put a disclaimer in that. Speaking yeah. of disclaimer. disclaimer. Okay, so uh, roost this, this thing this thing roosts just because it's a KX five hundred. Full throttle roost. Okay, good. Two this stroke. this you can tell that this is a dude who has all the stoke about this bike. Like oh, this yeah. this dude is into dirt bikes and he's into the right kind of dirt bike and he's done the right things. He's kind of set up as a trail bike with a recluse in there. If it's a, if it's an auto clutch, I don't know if it's just a torque drive or what. So, so the KX 500 is one of the first bikes to ever go. And I get a recluse, but a Revlock probably. Back oh, in the Revlock. Day. Yeah. Back in the day, the yes. guy that, that invented the Revlock was yeah. a KX 500 guy. Okay, he was cool. one of those guys. So yeah. yeah. Okay. It's next a bike. bike. Everybody else Walt, is going to have a hard time. Catching Walt that. Dorsey's 2000, and 20 FE501S. Okay, already he's got one point against him already because I have no idea what brand a 2020 FE501S is because I may have just tuned into this show and I don't know anything about motorcycles and you guys just told me something that just left a big hole in it. It's called, uh, actually, they're the white KTMs. What are they called? The Husqvarna, right. But I'm just reading off the sheet. See, Bob, I don't have a picture here. All I have is this sheet of paper, and he didn't. Year, make, and model. We got year, make. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it has a mud flap reduction. Okay. Don't know what that is. I can see the mud flap. I have a mud flap reduction on most most of my bikes because, like, a lot of times when I'm really hauling ass, this is a big problem on Husaberg 570s because they make so much power. It eats it off. It, it, the tire actually expands Sucks and, it in. and it melts. Vacuums it it in. melts the. I go through a lot of those mud flaps. So maybe he's trying to say in a very coy way that he's saying my whatever it is, FO5E, uh, whatever, is really fast and it does it. Uh, right, well, he's a, got that rear wheel pulled all the way back. You can see how much gap there is between. Cherby's fork guards, right? So he's running Dunlop a long wheelbase. EN91 tires, double take mirrors. I like the double take mirrors and they're really good for holding your helmet up in the snow. Yeah. It doesn't have a seat concept. Nope. It doesn't have any bolt proof designs that I can see, especially the front disc protector. Well, you know, we're a fan of those here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's a place for them of the right type. <laughs> for the right rider. The person that shows me a dented up one, and I have one. I have a dented up one in the in the shop. But, uh, yeah, I'm just still waiting for that picture. It hasn't shown up. With our millions of viewers on this show, no one. They're no not one. a sponsor of this show, but STR, carbon fiber front. Jeremy Dorkson says, you shoot it above, it looks like a KX80. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, Jeremy, exactly. It's not wrong. So Sean Elliott says a great bike. I think they're still talking about the KX500. Uh, this one for me is kind of uh, kind of mediocre. I don't even see a bike. I just see two wheels and a blue seat. Yeah, here's what I like about it, though. He's riding in the in. snow, which is really tough. That's challenging. So he's out in all conditions. Dude, so, this, so is his, all this, is his, this is his backyard. He rolled it out of the backyard. <laughs> he threw the helmet and the gloves in just to add some stuff to the picture. It's entirely possible. And I want to know why that kickstand is so leaned over. Is it? Are, are, it's, is, the, is this 
KTM like brand. His front wheel's a little high. His front wheel's a little high because he's in the snow. He's in the snow, yeah. And yeah. the rear wheel's dug and in a little bit, sunk, so it's yeah. and it sinks in the sunk snow. In. Yeah, because yeah, this is a big, high. this is a big problem in the old KTM RFS bikes, which I just sold, and I have a few more for sale. If you're looking for a clean KTM RFS, look up uh, Jimmy Lewis, and I can help you out on OnlyFans. Uh, do you, do you, do you do you know about my OnlyFans account? <laughs> Do you know about it? I sell motorcycle advice there. I actually do it with a flare. Okay, here's your next one. We are looking at, uh, by the way, uh, we need to put that on the list, uh, Endo. Yeah. It's a medium. It's, it's a roost for me. Being in the snow, that's awesome. I like that he's out there in all weather, so it's middle of the road for me, whatever that is. Whatever your you qualification system you is. You can't waffle. There's no middle of the road. It's roost or endo. It doesn't say roost, I'm gonna give it a middle roost of the road, okay. or endo. Roost. 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 He's yeah. a soft roost. Okay, it over, you can override me. It's not It's not my show. The KX is a hard roost. This is soft I'm not gonna it, it may be your show, but I can turn it off at any point. Oh, well, this uh, I'm not going to fire you yet. <laughs> but the, whatever, there was an offense earlier that could cost, you know... You notice that we don't have a lot of those co-hosts that were here before, right? They were like done. So yeah, this okay, this Dave next one isn't is a broad. This is it, an interesting bike. You, you don't have to hold it up. Matt's going to put it up on the screen Dang. and block out my beautiful face. Technology for another minute. Dave Broad has a I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a weird. It's called a three hundred exc twenty one. Yeah, he's done some stuff. So Dave did nothing, make and year instead of year make and model. He did nothing make and year. Uh, it's TBI conversion running premix with some taco gear installed on it from South Oz. So you're selling tacos to Australia. Yeah, the premix, premix this taco is, sauce. Okay, this is really kind of confusing. It's a weird bike. Don't they have? Isn't there a guy down there like, like a like a total two stroke? Yeah, two, two stroke performance. Two they stroke. Do a, performance. They do a hell of a good job. How? So this guy is he's going all international. And going to you in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Lost wages. And he's buying shit from you when he could potentially get it from some other crazy Australian. Yeah, dude. we have a lot of a lot of customers in Australia. A lot. That's like surprising. That's good. I mean it's it this this is the international reach of the show. This is really awesome. Yeah, KTM's a very popular machine down in down in the land down there. Uh my bartender has a question. She says, does this mean I do not have to feed Selma? So this is the world we live in where I don't get a text, text message. She doesn't call me. She trolls you on your show. She trolls me on my show. That's stalkery. And asks me, do I still need to feed your cat? That's very stocky. Yeah, it's okay. This is the world we live in. J- uh, Janie, don't worry about it. Selma is well fed. And she managed to come into the sh- studio and not get Matt super stony. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is your attack cat? Yeah, my attack cat. So this bike has got it's all kinds of stuff going on with it. It's like super weird. He's got his... He needs I like some, his stock mirrors. He needs okay. some double takes. He needs double takes. He yeah. needs a C-concept seat for sure. S- yes. Um, he's got the Australian OEM rear tailpiece. Right. Uh, so Which is going to break his rear fender off. He needs a titty tail. He, it's <laughs> you can't say that, right? That's what he needs. He has... Yeah, f- for copyright reasons. He has turned this into a. Oh, don't worry, we fired that guy. He's no longer associated with the show. A street legal two stroke. I love it. This is a this is a hard endo. Is that? I mean, a hard. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow, hard roost. You know what's funny? Silent? When Total I when I when I saw this wrong. when I saw this picture, I literally saw this picture and I didn't know anything about it. And I said, "That looks like Australia." I've been there before. I raced a six days there, um, and I and it. I don't know where it's at. It literally looks like 
near area called Cessnock where we rode the six days. It looks and has that kind of feel to that terrain, which is interesting out of my brain. Uh, he needs definitely needs some more Takamoto parts in that. I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't put a Kickstarter on there because every bike, in my opinion, every bike that has the capability of adding a Kickstarter, you can see the little knob yeah. there behind the oil fill, should do it. It's a it's a small investment. It doesn't cost a lot of money. You should learn how to do that. I think every bike that has that should add that. So that would be my recommendation for but if him. He, but if he doesn't have a recluse, that thing's so easy to bump start if you really had to, yeah, number it's one. Tr- it's true, but it's just so nice and to have the Kickstarter on there. It's it, redundant. It's nice. I, I have a KTM 300 2019 that has a Kickstarter. Yeah. I've never, ever, ever, It'll have ever you tomorrow. used it. Tomorrow. Oh, you think so You'll since I said this? Yeah. You know I have a Husaberg 570? Do you know this? I don't think, I don't think your leg could start that bike on the kickstart. Yeah, you couldn't kickstart <laughs> it because it makes so much horsepower. If, if it, it would cause rip it, your it, leg off. Because if, if it ever backfired, it if would, it ever backfired. It would throw your leg over right. the roof. Yeah, it would break your leg <laughs> and your knee, blow your knee up, and throw you over the front of the bike. That's and how, the bike would ride off. That's how gnarly... Uh, the 570, uh, the 570 is. is. I'm gonna, I, I may take it out and I'm going to go riding with this this Andrew Short character next week. Okay. Uh, we're, Let we, him start we, your we got a, we, Me and him got a riding date coming up. R- romantic. Yeah. And uh, I, I may take the 570 out and just him show, him, show him what's up. What plowing yeah. potatoes is like. Yeah. Bob's okay. Bob's pointing it. That's that's a plastic discard, Bob. It looks like the it cover. Looks like it looks full, like a plastic. It looks like a Cherby's full. Yeah. It looks like front. the cover one. So, Dave, uh, since, roost. since you're from Down Under, I'm full going roost. roost, too. I like it. I 100%. like it. Roost. Great bike. Roost. Although, is it just me, or is the silencer a little short? It's the two-stroke. No, but it does look short, doesn't it? Yeah, even Shorter for the two-strokes. That, that's know. a good call, Matt. We'll have to put our top people on it. Yeah. Yeah, the graphics look different, too, for It's Down a 20. Under. It's a 20. Yeah, 20 had the gray side panel. Yeah, it's like the interesting thing that just got left out. Yeah, awesome. Thanks thanks for the international submission. We don't discriminate. I don't care where you're from. It's a cool bike. Uh, I'm going to give you a picture there. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, no, T7. Joshua L. Arney. I know this bike. I've seen it. Has a, listen to this. Oh, Jesus. 22, I don't know what brand it is, Tenere 700. So we have a triple, quadruple, triple. Could be a triumph. I don't know what that is. Uh, quadruple. Quadruple strikeout on following the rules. Uh, just like this show, we, we have a very strict um, schedule and procedure and everything with the show. We don't, we don't, I don't just, believe it. We don't just Jimbo it. I don't believe it. This has the Hondo Garage phone mount. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which are great. It? That's important, really. They're great. So, and, and there, that's it. He's got a T7 hey, he, with a he has, Hondo. He has the big sharky graphics thing. I didn't. I, I just went off script there. I, I feel like I've seen it. this exact bike, but maybe it's just there's other bikes there's that a, have there must that be a graphic shark graphic. Yeah. He is yeah. in the chat too. Yeah, he's, he is. He's fi- he's fixing his mistake. He's saying it's a Yamaha. There you go. Oh, <laughs> and he's laughing. He's mocking you. No, he's not mocking. I'm look, mocking him. Look, it's look, my he's show. Got the, he's got the laughy face. That's good. He's 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 got he's that. I like it's that. Too, Bob, you can barely see it from because the camera. I'll take a picture of andrew's bike wait till you see andrew's bike it's super he's no 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 no. he's got a bike i don't even know what kind of brand it is or anything like that because he's doesn't have a brand anymore he's he's a free agent guy he owns he owns some ktms now he's bought some ktms you should ask him about it i i know he has some stuff i know i know what it is i can look at it but if you don't write down the year make and model i don't know anything zumo xt mount 
bark busters. We haven't even got to the rest of the bike. We're still on the handlebars. Uh, heed crash bars, pivot pegs. And he says, meh. Not a fan, huh? Well, I don't know if he's not a fan. I know I'm not a fan. And that's not to say pivot pegs are good or bad. Uh, they just don't work for me. Tusk panniers, cyclops blinkers. Yeah, which are nice. Camel skid plate, camel tail titty. And that's the, I'm reading exactly what it says. Tail titty. This show's going to get shut down by the censors. Camel easy clutch. Well, the problem is some of our advertisers use music that they haven't paid for, or at least we haven't been given the right to play it. So all this monetization on the show, it's just going down the toilet. All that YouTube money. Because you know how much money YouTubers are making these days, YouTubers. Camel high bend exhaust, camel brake pedal. Okay, liar. You can't have a camel brake pedal yet. They're not out, are they? Apparently they are. He's got one. He's got one? Zoom in, Matt. We're going to do a deep dive. All right, we'll, we'll enhance. Here we go. Proof Here. that there's a camel ADV brake lever. Okay, bring it in, because if he's... I, I, I know that there's... That For I the just, Yamaha. That thing looks super stock, doesn't it? Get, get closer. It says it's a very good Black Abbath spinoff. So he's got an acro. What's that? What's that pipe? Is that an acro? Uh, who has the bell? Sean Elliott asked. So let me tell you. Uh, you know what we need to drag race? Didn't we drag? What did we drag race last time? We drag raced a KLR, KLR 650 and, and a KTM 390. Yep. Yeah, which one won? Do you think? Uh, I'm sorry. I just thought of a really good. I just thought of a really good drag race. 390 and what? Because everybody likes to drag race. KTM 390 versus and KLR 650. The 650. It depended on the gear. Okay, it, de- it it depended on the gear. Yeah, it was it was like in a straight race, the the if you can rev up the KTM, it smokes the KLR. Yeah, yeah. If I you bet. can keep it in the revs, but the KLR eventually, eventually pulls after away. a long time, yeah, after a long time, it may catch up, and it will after a long time, it will catch up and yeah. go maybe but just that's a, a little fun bit pairing. faster. That's cool. Yeah, my Husaberg will smoke a Yamaha T seven. Uh, yeah. But it's 570 how, how, cc's versus when when does this thing take over this thing will go that's 130 mile an hour bike what will that do what's the top speed of that uh, i want to say 117 okay it's it's close i you know what this is matt we're gonna have to do this put on your big boy pants you're gonna go faster than 100 this time but how oh, fast does shit. it go with the backwards tires that's gonna affect it <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer hey go back to that last picture the australian guy because i now i'm starting to think because i remember i saw something in that picture uh zoom in on the rear tire what, you've seen that spot you have no been no no zoom, zoom in on that rear tire is this tire completely roached Seems yeah like that is uh, is that tire super super roached out yeah, yeah it makes me love it more oh, oh. yeah that's good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah super roost okay shut it down go back totally, to their photo <laughs> totally awesome that's buddy. how my brain works i just something picked up on something because i saw the stock tires in the tenor i'm like this oh i forgot to talk tonight. about i taught these are all good bikes these are good ones except right. for that one that i didn't like the one of the husky uh, no. this is going up and it's staying up for a little bit i'm gonna step away Oh, you got to go pee? You drank oh. a beer, and now you got to go pee, and it's going to wreck the whole show. How much more can you talk about the or, Yamaha? Though? Or do you, you have to go pet my cat? What's going on here? Uh, we're, we're not done. Lowered seat height. Stock cut it myself. So, okay, that's what I was going to ask. This is scooped out. All Josh, right, cool. I don't know how tall you are. I'm five, like, probably five nine and a quarter i like throwing the quarter inch because okay. five nine and a quarter and i put a tall seat on my t7 
So unless you're five two. <laughs> Yeah, this is really thin. That's really thin. Well, he stands up all the time when you ride. That's how you ride an adventure bike. So the seat isn't that big of a deal. Maybe hard enduro's that, and he needs to. Oh, he's uh, he he's doing the, the pull tories. He's got numbers on. He's got number twenty two. So he's kind of race bike. He's going Chad Reed on that it's thing. Total race bike. Yeah, full race bike. Uh, thanks for helping me decide. Just found it in Texas on Wednesday two weeks ago, and flew down and bought it and rode it home nine hundred and fifty miles. Cool. Just as first oil change, lots of fun so far. I agree with all that stuff. He's using that bike. Yeah, that's awesome. He's got double takes. And he's, he's got he's got the stock tires. I noticed the stock tires are on there, and they look pretty worn as well. What's that red thing? Oh yeah, double on the Front fork down at the bottom. Is that just a part of the graphics? No, that's a that's something. I don't. My mind doesn't have something like that on it. It's Let's probably some in. sort of. Can't we can't because oh, our, our technical director went to the bathroom. Damn it! <laughs> I think got, it's something got, on the graphics. Do you imagine how bad you have to pee before you're just <laughs> to gonna bounce. Have to get up and He's go? just like screw you guys. You know what the funny thing is? Look, it's it's eight fifty nine, so it's two hours in, and he had this all planned out, and we're running long. He should have had a catheter. That's yeah. a that's a rookie <laughs> move. That's disappointing. I, I totally agree. I think this bike roosts, Josh. I no, came from Vegas out to this. Yeah, that's it. That's all you get. Uh, so we're going to have to decide and, uh, camel guards. Yeah. Well, it's a camel guard. Maybe it's the camel. Josh is in the chat and he says, what's that red thing on the side? Yeah. So Victor says he needs a catheter too. Glad you, <laughs> the, the fact that you think like Victor is very disturbing to me. Let's see. You're right. I was not a camel was in a hurry. Uh, His camel was in a hurry. Uh, you're right. Not a camel. Sorry. I was in a hurry. I don't know what. Oh, the brake pedal. All right. He probably ordered let's, one. Let's decide. He said, Josh has already won once with my 450L in your yard. Uh, oh, so he's taking the class and he took a picture of his bike at the school and we probably won him because he was in the school. No, no. He just, I think he's just saying he just took a picture in, in his front yard. Oh, in his front yard. Okay. Oh no, no, it wasn't our yard. Oh, never mind. D- yeah. Yeah, in your yard. Okay. Okay. My yard. Let's let's yeah. let's decide on this bike. We okay. Got, we got one more. We got one more. So oh, let's decide on. Th- this. Oh, hold on a second. No, no, no. Tenere Roost, right? Tenere well, Roost. Tenere. Oh yeah. Oh, that's Roost. a full, that's a Roost. Yeah. Yamaha. Yeah, it's a great uh, bike. It's a great Tenere. He's using it. Right. Even even though Yamaha sponsors this show, we're not using any shill discrimination for doing this. No. Uh, it. It's a it's a roost killer bike. I, hey, I'm a T7 rider too. We're in, we're family. Yeah, yeah. The T7 versus Husaberg will take place. I got it. And, and I, I got will, mine. I love it. And I'll tell you if 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 the Yamaha loses, you'll hear about it right here in the show because mm. it's really Husaberg world here. Uh, even though they don't, you know, you know what really bothered me more than anything is when tell my me. parts from KTM started coming. And it, it, the Husaberg logo was placed with the Gas Gas logo. I was sad when I started getting stuff and the Husaberg dropped they, off. They couldn't just add. They couldn't just keep it around yeah. for this. I'm sure there's I'm old parts in the bin, but that new labeling bottle. I've me. kept a, qu- a quite a few of those boxes and packaging just for that reason. Well, the good thing is now you know when you get a box from KTM that has the Husaberg logo on it. It's an old part. It's been sitting it's, around it's a long like, time. It's like stale milk. Yeah. Old, new stock. Okay, our next one is a... Is this the gas gas? It's the gas gas. Is this gas. the last one? Last this one is of the night. Jessica okay. Lewis. Like the name. Great. Like the name. Female uh, Here is a picture awesome. of my husband's gas gas. Oh, why is it in her bike? This picture is taken in Mendocino County from our recent trip back to our hometown. His buddy has a new gas gas 
Also, they spent three days riding, acting like teenagers back at their old stomping grounds. Very cool. Here's the list of modifications. He wishes a seat concept seat was on this list, but that's next. Don't give it away, Jessica, but he might be getting a Christmas present. (laughs) Seat concepts, uh, possibly the best made in the USA seats known to man. So he has a, listen to this, a 2022 Gas Gas EX300. There we go. There we go. That's the how you thing. do it. You know, it's 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 funny how it's because a, a woman did this. It's funny how the ladies she followed the, the rules. ladies she follow the rules, the rules and, and listen to. I did. Sometimes I hate my wife for this, but then I love her too. Enduro engineering skid plate, hand guards, and radiator braces. Moto minded Evo headlight, Moose Spark Arrestor ends cap, TSP ECU flash. That's Those, that's, that's, that's two stroke performance. That's yeah. them. And. A medium compression head. Good. So that sounds like a well-set-up nice. machine. Yeah. Good, really nice. good choices on that. I like that they're following the rules. I'm not stoked on how you cropped that photo, Matt. Uh, I, I did not crop the okay, fender off. Okay, I'm blaming you because you cut the fender off and I did you, not you cut missed the, the front off. and back of the tire. Was if I me. put that picture in Dirt Rider magazine yes. when I was the editor, if I submitted that picture to my art director... They would burn the building down. Well, he'd kick me in the nuts, and then he'd tell me what an idiot I was, and then I would it would be me. So I'm pretty sure that Jessica, because she follows rules, sent an awesome Jessica picture. Jessica had a great picture. It was shot at a that. slightly lower angle, but the good thing is she doesn't have any harsh shadows and rude lighting in this photo. Yeah, and there's more of a background. I mean— and well, and there's some background in there. Yeah. Of course, you cropped most of it out and everything. And yeah. that's at their that's at their. Uh, it looks like it's at their riding facility where they have awesome enduro cross obstacles and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it looks like a pretty fun place to yeah. ride. Yeah, and it's her place. husband and his buddy, and she supports that and knows how important that is for him. She submitted this. This is very cool. This is. As, roost. as far as it's a roost, it's a yeah, million it's percent a roost. roost. Yeah, especially when your wife's behind what you're doing. Good like, job, Lee, Jessica. I couldn't. It, I couldn't this do cool. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday without the support of my wife. She actually funds most of this. Uh, she she clicks. You know what she does? She clicks 870 times on the YouTube link just so I get a lot of views. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet of her. And it makes me feel good. Uh. Yeah, it's definitely a roost. Now now we're down to the tough part. Mike's no. got all the pictures lying in front of him. No, it's super easy for me. And it's easy for him. They all win. They all get it. Oh. They all they, everybody wins. What? Yeah, they all, they all win. I get to I get to, to Everybody's everybody getting gets it. it. Everybody gets it. Dude, you're the best. So here's oh. why. Because Jessica, first of all, this is the sweetest thing. This, she even this, this even this one that I endowed, this husky that's in the snow. <sighs> that's my least but you said everybody. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to That's it. That's fine. He gets it too. That's good. So, so the gas gas is this for sentimental reasons, like for the sweetness of this. That's a super simple bike that shows that anything can win here. Absolutely. And, and it's good. It's it's uh, not overly fussy. He's riding Harinder style, so he doesn't need a lot of stuff on it. Like this is good. set up correctly. Although I, you think he needs a Kickstarter. Uh, I... Well, so he's right. Here's, the, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I do. I do. I think you should put a Kickstarter in there. I, but call, I, I call a spade a spade. Fair enough. But I don't think this one needs it as much as the Australian guy. Well, because the distances and the, the, the 
the Outback. Oh, just the where Outback. This guy yeah, yeah. Because no die. matter where, no matter where your battery dies, he could die. You he, can't, you can't bump start it. A koala? Are the koalas are they're Aggressive, deadly? Yeah, they're, they're deadly. Yeah, you did look them wrong, and they heard they're really bad. Gas, gas gets it. Yeah. The, the KX five hundred. Like, no, there's no, no question. No question. No question. That's the ultimate all time. This winner is right from there. Australia, so that's it gets from Australia, it. Yeah, and he's just got it. this weird Franken bike. He's good. Yeah, we like all the Oz guys. That's good. It's a weird bike. Uh, T7. The T7. He's riding it. He's having Blue a good crew. time on yeah. it. He, he sought after that bike, went down, got it, rode it home. Love the story behind Shark that. Shark graphics. This guy's riding in the snow. He's an all-season rider. Right. They, they all get it. Just get email it. info at tacomoto.co, or you got to email Matt. First. Yeah, so email go Matt. Matt. Go email through Matt. Go through Matt. Jimmy Lewis off-road. Yeah, Matt will handle you. You guys are all winners. It's, it's you know, I absolutely completely hate what you just did because you just gave everybody an award, and I want a I want a winner and a loser. Uh huh. But you know what? You're running. This I have show. a most favorite and least favorite. So there's there's that. That's why I'm going to bring up this new reed valve. Is it new? Doesn't look new to me. No, it's got a lot of miles. That doesn't on look it. new. No, this reed valve is actually both me and you have touched this quite a bit because this was a bike that back in the early days you you needed a 2019 KTM 350 to 350? run some stuff on it. And yep. I said, yeah, no problem. I'm not scared of having my di- bike go out and wreck your dyno. Uh, and it came back, and you 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 I did, did it come back with the ECU on it or something? No, did we you? I think we brought it back stock as <laughs> as we as we got it. No. It, it can't. It can't because it came Except back. Except the window frame around that was. missing. No, this was missing. This was out, and I had. Oh, was it out? Yeah, and I, you know, I had. I said, "Hey, where's my revalve?" He goes, "You don't want that." And I go, "Oh, yes, I do." Yeah. Okay. And so, so here's the. And this is, this is the, the interesting discussion I wanted to get into with Mike, just in general. And and but we, it's kind of funny. We agree to disagree, or we agree. Oh, I think we agree fully on this. Um. So. The 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 revalve and the KTM intake is there for a reason. Sound. One hundred percent for sound. It's not in there for performance, but in testing this, there is I, a performance benefit. There's, there's a happy, it's, it's a happy accident. It's exactly. That's a perfect word for it. It's a happy accident when they put this in there, and it was kind of because other people had done this. Like Bob had brought up earlier, Alfa Romeo did this in cars. No, no, Athena. 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 The Italian company. Italian Athena yeah. did this in for cars. A car. For head design and all that sure. high performance four cylinder stuff. So before. early high performance four cylinder stuff. What what were their reeds made of? Were they metal reeds? Stainless, uh, I, thin stainless steel? They had to be for durability. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Maybe somebody should do some research, Bob. Tomorrow on the internet's when you're gobbling down all kinds of false <laughs> information, you need to find out what the reeds in those uh, well, cylinder heads they, they were, were made of. When two strokes had reed valves. Right, but so, but I don't think carbon fiber was that big back then, and then there were fiberglass reeds and right, stuff. Oh yeah. But uh, the lifespan of a fiberglass reed is not that long in the grand scheme of automotive it stuff. Should be yeah, they still fray. There's the the the, the material oh, frays at, so at the their, their, their at frequency. the edge. So anyhow, so these are the the reeds that are inside of these things, and so the side effect is. In in my world, just from riding it and from the very first time, it's like it has better torque at lower RPMs. Yeah. The RPMs that most of us, I don't care who you are, most of us really ride at. Once you're quarter throttle in, this thing has no advantage and no disadvantage. But depending on the displacement of the bike and how much air is flowing through this particular device that's stuffed into your intake track, when you get to 
little above half to three quarters to full, there's definitely some restriction. It blocks the amount of air, and the amount of air determines the amount of fuel you can put in, and it determines the power because fuel is power and how much air can you mix with it. And the more air you can stuff in, i.e. turbocharging, supercharging, all this kind of stuff like that. You Suck, can squeeze, more, bang, blow. Right. It's, it's basic physics. So uh, I'm a big fan of keeping these things in, and 93% of the world disagrees with me. They take these out. And I kind of want to know, like you, because you deal with this all day long. And if you take this out, I think that you need to do something on the fuel tuning side, whether that's a, just a fuel tuner or an ECU to make it work. By the way, whoever's is, is John Sermon still clipping out little sections of this? John, this is the one. By the way, thank you, John. Yeah. He's doing a good job. Killing He's doing it. a great job. Yeah. There's, there's some that. Uh, is, is he getting paid? I actually sent him some money. Yeah. Well, I got it. We got. I heard about this. I heard about it through his source. So, anyways. Yeah. So, so good. So, this is the KTM Reed secret that nobody wants to talk about. That's how you, that's how you call it. Yeah. KTM Reed secret that no one no wants to talk about. So, on the smaller displacement bikes, especially this bike, the, these these make a certain amount of advantage. But in the way that I ride, even my five hundred, my newer five hundreds that have these, guess what? Every single one of them has the reed valve in it, and everybody goes, you're crazy. I rode from Ensenada to La Paz, no, to Cabo, on a KTM 500 with the reed valve in it. Am I an idiot? No. <laughs> I was going really fast. I was riding with some guy that's, like, really fat. He might have won Dakar, Ricky Brabeck. I heard of him. Yeah, I, I I don't know I, who he is. I wouldn't say that I was keeping up here somewhere. I wouldn't say I was, quote, keeping up with him, but he didn't have to wait that long. I have been in this room when Ricky Brabeck was here, and yeah. I held the his Dakar trophy. Trophy, oh, yeah. It was crazy cool. Yeah. So, anyways, so this can't this be— This little thing. This little thing can't be that bad, right? Good or bad. Good or bad. I think it's—well, I. here's the thing, is I'm trying to find out a way to make it better. This is where my mind goes. Okay. Because I know there's advantage to it, and I know there's disadvantage. Because basically, so what you, you have a hole that's at least this big, because this thing fits into the intake track. So yep. it's this big. This is and your. This is the amount of air volume that you're going to pull through. And so your we're holding. Valve. We're holding up the reed valve, and it's a square. And then you have this kind of small hole, and you're right. losing. I'm saying. Thirty percent of the volume. It's not you're nothing. You're restricting it down to thirty percent of the volume, which is something. And so. Is there a way you can gain the advantages of this, that the torque feel, the drivability feel that they're able to get to it? Can you tune to it? And do any of the ECUs, like the whole ECU conversions, have a setting for leaving this in? Or do they just say throw them out? Well, so, really good questions. I love that you brought this up. Reeds on a four-stroke are not new, as Bob talked about. Honda uses Hon- in the XRs. And in, in, in those applications we talked about, those reeds were, it went air filter, carburetor, reed valve, then valves. But all for the same reason of intake reversion. So right. The, so so, the, so you, and, and it's, you don't want any, any back pressure coming in. So it has to do with cam overlap. Correct. And so all of a sudden where there's a little bit of cam overlap, there's a, the, instead that, that, the, the pulse goes back towards the carburetor and or fuel injector or throttle body right. or wherever the fuel's coming in. 
it, it was it was these were carburetor it would days. confuse a carburetor because a car venturi effect doesn't know if it's going this way or that way and so right. you'd get like a little double blip a little a little overfueling. yeah and so now with fuel injection which doesn't care about this we kind don't of care thing, about this they can put it behind and and here's where i think the reason why it becomes the advantage is because now when that pulse comes back it it comes back but the reed valve closes and it actually kind of packs in you know, some more air that's going to get sucked in. And hopefully that air isn't, it's, it's a little bit burnt. I mean, that's the, the funny thing is like, is like, what is that, that air that's going back in? Like, is it good air? Bob's waving his hand. He's going to offer some nugget of de- it advice. Only works at a specific frequency. S- frequencies. Uh, frequency of whatever the reads are set. Right. So, so you talking about different read frequencies and stuff, but in reality, the, when the pulse comes back, it closes. The minute you know the the reeds, they're 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 spring loaded naturally, and then the pulse kind of comes back and helps seal it up. Then it's a sealed chamber and it pressurizes Correct. it. And then the minute that 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 piston starts going back down, and that overlap is really small, but it, it but, but it's it, noticeable. Instead of it going back and just you're losing that, which you do on a four stroke without this. You're getting you're getting some benefit, and at the higher RPMs, it's happening. It's all happening so fast. It's not as much as it's, you know. In, in my brain, I can't see that it would be as much of an, a disadvantage. But at the lower RPMs, where there's longer time lapses between those those cycles, that little bit of valve overlap makes a big difference. And where it hurt it is it makes sound like there's that explosion noise and that noise the air box the intake growl the intake roar mm-hmm. comes comes out and that's that's what this thing is kind of designed to stop but now you're now you're kind of you're sort of charging up the intake track and it can squirt the gas in and then that extra bit of air it it's more like when that intake valve uh opens instead of it being lost it's charged and pressurized so it's kind of an advantage and everybody goes well it's limiting how much power i can get and then and then i go back to my thing where was your throttle position what were you doing so you got so you could try a two-stage valve like boyson used to do i don't know if they so a double stage reed valve would be that's a wider frequency range one thing yeah that'd be that's a, or 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 on a on a on this which is like it's like the V force type read it's a double read, mm-hmm. you know they're trying to get as much read service. You could have different thicknesses of read valves on both sides, and I'm looking at this thing and I'm going I could take a porting tool of this thing right now. Open this and, up in here, and, and I could definitely open it up, and but not in this plastic this cheap plastic cage. You'd have to probably, you know, I could open it up, but then you're going to have to remanufacture it in something that's a little more robust. Yeah, you need a stainless steel body. Yeah, possibly something that's, or even, you know, even aluminum will work, just something that's going to hold itself, you know, hold itself together. Because there's no stress on that. Although we've seen in chassis flexing and stuff like that. And you, like you asked, like, why do you have this? And did it pop out? And yes, in my, in my stock bikes, like those things have moved and popped around. A lot of times you find them displaced. They're just kind of hanging out there. Well, you have, you have positive air pressure. Every air pulse is trying to push this thing out. Yeah. And that, and that, and, and with all the just different oils and chemicals and stuff, the seal, the ring that pops in there, once that thing kind of gets dislodged, 
uh, it's just know, a vulcanizing glue yeah. that holds that holds that little window frame. Yeah. Like I said, if it ever backfires, a good backfire, poof, that'll that'll tend to, tend to pop it. And so it's it's it was kind of designed to do one thing, and it had an advantage, kind of like by default, it has a rideability disadvantage or it, it rideability advantage, advantage. But they they spent a lot of time tuning that thing to work with this, and when you just pull it out, and so the reason that's sitting in your hand right now is because. It popped out of my 350. I was cleaning the air filter, and it popped out. And it was I'm in like, there rolling around. Yeah, it was. It was just kind of. It was just hanging out there. We've seen it rolling around, but yeah. Yeah, it's never. It didn't. It didn't get all the way out, or you know, maybe it popped out and sucked itself back in. But I doubt it. But it was just hanging out there, and so I pulled it out, and and I took it, and I went and the next time I went and rode the bike, I rode it with it out to just say, Jimmy, are you freaking crazy? Do you, and I, like I noticed it right away because I went and did some technical stuff, some single good single track trail where. You need drivability and traction, and it was hard. The bike was harder to ride. 350 already, it's well, it's better than a 250, but it's not as good as a 300. But I noticed that I struggled a little with it with it with the readout yeah. compared to the time the day before I rode through there, and I didn't. So, I like reads. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, make that a shirt. I like reads. And, and it's just it doesn't have to say anything about two strokes or four strokes, but it it would imply that I'm a two stroke guy, which is kind of cool these days. Make two strokes great again. They are, uh, but anyways, it just says I like reads, and then you could say or or he's a he's a he's kind of one of those like mm, I like that four stroke guys. Like yeah, we're not really sure about this guy. <laughs> uh, yes, Bob, you're raising your hand. They, they measured whatever the annoying frequency was when yes. they were doing their sound stuff for the, to pass all the sound tests. Remember, Bob, that you do not have a microphone and that nobody can hear you, so when you talk, it's kind of like... Like the peanuts. So I can hear him here. Uh, that well, means I, of it. course you can hear him. No, you no, no. you're not hearing him. You're hearing you're hearing it right through the outside. Uh, of this. Okay. That's why this is a professionally run podcast, and, my, and we should get him a mic. You know what? Let's get him a mic next time with the voice of Matron. I thought we've already pitched this. Well, how come it hasn't happened? Well, you mean funding? I, pi- I pitched it and it went before the board review commission. One of these commission. sponsors over here yeah, needs yeah. to needs to fund that. Oh, the Bob microphone. Bob, do you can you get a sponsor to bring you on the show? Because there's hey, no way we can do you without can the show. Him. Victor says he's, I can hear him. He's talking about freak. Oh, Victor can hear him. Okay. So let me finish my point. So they they have this annoying frequency, and so they put the reed valve in there to move it. And so now it's not annoying when they're where they're doing their drive-by sound test at whatever RPM. Yeah, there is a sound factor for that. This is about as stupid as talking about that air oil filter that had magnetic pulses going what through. What the it. hell are these these bikes even made of? Uh, Ron Hart just made it in late. Ron, you missed an awesome show, and uh, if you're coming in this late, the show should be over and done with at this point. Mike. Taco Mike, do we have, we already had the product of the week. Do you have another thing that everybody should buy before Christmas? Yeah, I brought a lot of stuff because we, uh, we have had quite a few product releases. We came out with a 3,000-hour fuel filter, and the, uh, the killer app about this is— Fuel pump. Fuel pump, rather, yeah. It's okay. I have the fuel filter over here, by the way. That's a fuel filter. You know what's funny is I hope a lot of this filter stuff— Filter your you tequila fr- when through you, that. When you, I already did. You didn't see me over here? Like, <laughs> it's a straw, and you'll get down to 10 micron. Oh, no, I put it in my nose. Oh, but, there's— Okay, so so back to the fuel pump. Yeah, so we spent years developing this. I would so how this came about is there are known DNFs, there are known issues with the fuel pumps, uh, stock fuel pumps for sure. 
And it is not to a level that is recall. So I've been asked, like, well, how come KTM doesn't recall these pumps? Because it's not to that level. Well, KTM doesn't drop dirt in their tank and then ride the bike and then drop more dirt in the tank and ride the bike. There's a lot of reasons and, why. Which is, like, kind of number two or three down the list. And then, you know, there's voltage regulations. This thing is a small regulators. motor. It's a small motor. Right. And, and it just is um, under a lot of heat stress, too, because you've got heat, heat loading in the gas, so the gas is hot. So you're doing, you're doing a lot of hard service to a to this motorcycle fuel pump that on a car fuel pump, you don't have uh, those those um, strains and stresses. Right. So what we did is for a long time when a guy would I would hear that he had a bad fuel pump, I would send him a shipping call tag, and I got uh, dozens and dozens of failed stock fuel pumps, and then I cut them open to figure out what was going on, and was able to discern like and discover like the failure points of the stock pump. And then I bought every single, I did a video not that long ago, I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but I, I bought I, every single aftermarket fuel pump, cut them open, and then examined those. And so with all of that information, this is the result. And so this is basically um, taking what was great. Now, what, there's a couple of things that's great about the stock fuel pump. It is carbon to carbon. So the top of the armature is carbon. The brushes are carbon. So carbon to carbon is the ideal setup. None of the aftermarket pumps have... Uh, carbon on the top of the pump motor there, raw copper. Right. And, and so we just, and then we put the largest bushing on the bottom that we could get. So we just basically beefed up. So what what, what are the failure points inside the, stock? Failure points are the bushing on the bottom. It seizes up. It's too small. Right. It's undersized. The top. And that and that's from, that's from like debris and stress it wearing could, on it, it or just sustained use? All of the above. Okay. Because you're, you know, think about the one thing that's happening inside your fuel tank is this is putting out, um, uh, I don't have the, the number in my 30, I, I'd have to look it up, but let's say, I think it's like 34 gallons per hour of fuel. Right. So this is pumping way more, many, many, many magnitudes more fuel through itself recycling than is needed by the injector. So it's putting a lot of pressure on itself. It's recycling the fuel. And so it's just kind of. Because there's a, where's the blow off on, on the stock system? It's, a, it's up at the top. So okay. on the stock one, there is a fuel pressure regulator. And right. So that bypass fuel is coming back down and being sprayed on the outside of the pump as a cooling mechanism. Right. So you're just recycling the fuel almost endlessly. And that there are there are there are microparticles that are not being picked up by the in-tank filter. And so that's just grit that this thing is working through. So, right. so that grit is attacking the bearing. It's attacking both the top and the bottom bearing. So the bottom bearing is where we see a lot of failures. We've seen failures where the magnet has has cracked. I've seen cracked magnets. And so the magnet shards just And that's generally from heat. Or, or vibration, I think or, it's or vibration. So, so would the bearing on the bottom go out first? I don't know. Or, you know, when I cut these or, open, or you know, you get some play in there, and all of a sudden, then you're going to get some you some know. Pl some play. Is it a bearing or a bushing? It's a bushing. Bushing. Just to be clear, it's yeah, a bronze. Bushing. Yeah, it's bushing. a bronze wear bushing. Yes. So there's been various failure points on the stock one, and we just essentially designed around all those and then improved on that. And then the reason we call this 3,000 hours is because we had this in a test jig with heated fuel for 3,000 hours. And I have one on my personal bike with 3,000 hours on it, and I went to Baja on it, and I'm going to continue to run it to failure. So yeah. I'm intentionally going to run that pump to failure. And hopefully I'm not stranded too in too crazy of a situation, but I'm prepared for that because I have another one in my backpack. Yeah, so I've had I've had two in all the bikes, and I didn't like a lot of hours and stuff like that. In all the bikes, I've had two 
that one that I think you know completely failed and one that started you know failing I just got like low fuel pressure and this is before I had your tool by the way Takamoto sells a really cool fuel pressure, pressure in line fuel gauge that now I can check my bikes very quickly when you have a lot of bikes it's a cool thing to have it's a good maintenance thing like once a year just check hey, your fuel pressure and here's the thing guys if you have three or four friends or whatever that have the same bike or you know any fuel injected bike that has the same connectors and stuff like this buy one of these tools each pitch pitch in 10 15 bucks Get the tool and share it. Win, and then, win on this, and, and then can, that's that's your money to oh buy yeah, one send, of those. Oh, yeah, send a bike in for Rooster Endo, and uh, you can There's go there, tool. too. Matt, what time's bedtime for you? 26 minutes ago. 26 minutes ago? That's okay. And that's not a, a lot. I'm going to bring my cat in here, okay. and you can pet my cat, and then you just pass that over there. Pet my uh, cat is a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, okay, that's a, that's a cool We're thing. We're stoked by this. Yeah. So... Um, We've sent this out. I sent these out to a bunch of the guys who are racing the Baja 1000. So this this pump was in, I think, nine or ten bikes in the 1000 this year. Um, I've got a guy who's going to run this. That was almost half the field, by the way. Uh, half the field of bikes? No, <laughs> yeah. there were a lot of bikes this year. Really? It was a good number. Yeah, there were 22 I, guys in the Ironman class. Oh, I, it's funny. Huge. Oh, there's no, there are very few pros, in other words. No pro bikes, all sportsmen. Uh, so I did have two pro, yes, Two pro bikes. Yeah, that's Two good. pro bikes. Yeah. So that's the half nine. the field. Yeah. <laughs> half, the, half of the pro field. No, none of the Hondas. Hondas. So this is interesting. This is basically a design compromise. So this pump was made so small so it could fit down into the side wing. And this brings up a, a really bigger, more interesting question of Oh, the, I get it. Your fuel chassis. capacity? Well, yeah. Oh. The new chassis design, as you've seen, the pump is inside of the tank at the top uh-huh. instead of down in the bottom wing. Right. So when this was designed, it was all designed around size because that side wing can only be so big. Ideally, you'd have a pump motor as big as like as the pump the now. Honda ones, the, the huge Honda ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. So the Hondas don't suffer it's, durability it's overbuilt. issues. Because it's overbuilt. It's a car oh, pump. It's a car pump. This is like the smallest pump in, in and any this, dirt this bike. is, when you start talking about like differences in manufacturers and philosophies and different things, like companies like Honda and Yamaha like typically overbuild something for durability right. because that's their, 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 their. That's their the ethos of their brand. Correct. And kind of the Where psychology. K- KTM type of things is like, they're like, race light as light as possible they don't care whether they're the durability of the wire that they have isn't going to last you know x amount of times of getting smashed that's right where like that fails at some sort of and it's it's like hey that's why the bike is this much lighter and that's why these crazy stuff that goes on and that's why in this i'll bet you this fuel pump costs way more than any manufacturer would be willing to spend for Specking out a stock fuel pump. Yeah, that's the OEM would never put in a pump of this caliber. We also make this in the U.S. We assemble this in the U.S. So that's that's a unique USA thing made. Too. Yeah, so we we searched long and hard to find. It's the colors of my nice Pabst Blue Ribbon shirt, red, white, and blue. So obviously, 10X didn't have this pump. 10X incidentally did have this pump. They had this pump in their bike. They had a fail. They had an electrical failure. So the problem. And interesting that you talked about wire harnesses because I yeah. think they had a wire harness issue. <sighs> there are teams that are changing. So if you own a KTM, there oh, are, you make a wire harness now too well this why is, do you make that this is an accessory harness this is not an OEM oh harness. not a OEM. no <laughs> oh. so so just really you quick wish about, you would <laughs> about oem harnesses we might make oem harnesses uh there are there are factory level race teams on ktm products that are changing their wiring harnesses 10 hours every race because it's a known there's some known durability issues that come up on 
it's no secret that KTM, what you just said, KTM designs for performance, weight and performance, mm -hmm. where you have Honda and other manufacturers that are building more durable machines. That is not a secret. I am not letting any cat out of the bag. No. So with that performance, weight, and some people, do, some people just they don't, they just don't know this because they, it's just like, well, it's a, it's, it's red or it's blue or it's orange or the other red or it's white. You know, there's just a, and like there's there is just like. If you have guitars, like certain brands of guitars play different, sound different. I don't know anything about what I just said. I just know that what I said is true. Yep. Are you play guitars, Matt? In your sleep, when, like you're doing mm -hmm. right now? Uh, I, I I do a lot of air guitar when I'm running. Air guitar. Order. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, these these things about the you know little the parts and the and the and just the connectors and. Certain things you find in one brand, you never find in another. Like, I, I'm always blown away. Why doesn't Yamaha build a dual sport bike, a 450cc dual sport bike? The world wants to know. I don't know. I, I think they would kill think, it if they. I think, I think they, they would, would kill it if they did. They have Honda. they have a really good they have a really good platform for yeah, it. But I, I now went into this all the time. It's like I just think there's something in their ethos, like we talk about, that that they can't meet the standard that they would need to meet. In order for them to allow themselves to build that kind of a bike. And then they understand it's like, okay, if somebody really wants one, they'll make it themselves. They'll take one of our bikes and turn it into that or whatever. Or maybe they'll go someplace else and we're only losing this small amount of market share and it's not worth the, the millions of dollars of investment to. It's a good opportunity that. for the aftermarket to come along and then turn those bikes into true transport yeah. machines. Well, that's so, the pump, and then this is just uh, just a wire harness. So what this does is this essentially turns any. So this particular one, this one is our Gen One. We make this in house. This is our design build, and um, what it does is it allows you uh, all of the lighting functions like of an EXC. So you could take any of the KTM products that I have, could take my XCF that have a push pull headlight. So any any KTM product that has a headlight and a taillight uh -huh. with a push-pull headlight switch. And so we connect to that with the rest of this. This goes behind your speedo, and then you've got turn signals, horn, brake. We give you, um, we give you, and this is all OEM. So what is unique about this um, is that this is an aftermarket component. This is not made by KTM. This is made by us. And we give you extra bells and whistles. So we give you, um, we give you switched power, switched low draw power, uh, up at the handlebars, we give you an SAE cord. I guess I should turn it this way. We give you an SAE cord at the at the bars. We give you uh, so you could GPS. actually charge your battery through that. So you could charge your battery you through to, this. Yeah. You could run heated grips, a heated right. jacket through that. You can you can put your GPS on that. That's your brake switch. That's your micro switch. Your Marcor OEM uh, micro switch, and then we give you a brake pressure switch in the rear, and then. You've got. Is, is there a lot of people that are converting bikes tons. still? They oh, yeah. they want to convert bikes that aren't designed to be dual yeah. sport bikes into yeah. dual sport bikes. And it's and it's for it's for land use issues. So yeah, yeah, yeah. When you put a plate on a bike, so if you you, the the beauty of putting a plate on anything is you jump over the red and green sticker stuff that's happening in right. California. And a lot of the states now. Certain states. Certain states. A lot of this. A lot of the. So for example, like you can't ride a non-plated bike on any forest service. There's a lot of the government agencies that will yeah. stop you, local sheriffs. So. More more and more land use issues in the United States are so, such. So you can you need to be able to connect trails by using roads, dirt roads, roads, dirt roads. Yeah. And it, which yeah, it, this is a this is a good it's thing. A, so it's you, a growing so, thing. So you want to ride your sort of more competition type bike, and do that. You, do do you know how Baja Designs got started? Yeah, doing this. Yeah, you. That's that's that reminds me of Alan Roach, back in nineteen eighty. 
07 sent me something like this for a Honda XR 250. Okay. Put a plate on an XR 250. Bolted it on. Put it, You could do this in California back in the day. Not anymore. And so Mark this, Daniels wants to know, where is this harness on your site? We don't have it on the site because it's super complicated. Because <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because you can buy, you can order just the harness. And then we, I have a spreadsheet that I send you. And then you add on the features. Because in doing all the preliminary research to, to market this and to, to, to do this, there are guys who are like, I only want a horn. Or I only want one feature or two features or three features. And so, so you check the boxes, so you get what you want. Basically, you build this uh, a la carte. You, you, everything builds off the harness. And then you want a horn, you check in or out. You want a headlight, here's all the headlight options. Do you want a, do you want a, a left-hand master switch? Here's the options. So it, you can just build this as simple or as complicated as you want. But it's not on the website yet. It's not on the website yet. You just send me an email, and then I'll send you a link to like a dark web website. Oh, yeah. That has a so you have to buy this I, on the dark web. That's, yeah. I knew this is where this was going. You have to buy this on going. the dark web. So now we've crossed over from going from with like Bitcoin. illicit sites that I might be involved on with OnlyFans. now to dark web uh, yes. marketing. That's good. Yes. We're going to get banned from YouTube. For and this. these ship from right. Mexico. And Matt just woke up again. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's that. This hey, just We hey, just released these and it's very Alan cool. Alan made those in his uh, garage in Solana Beach. It sounds familiar from where Takamoto started. We, well, right now we make these out of our shop in North Las Vegas, Nevada. So that's yeah. this. It's We're super cool. Super excited about these. These are really cool. I'm it took years to to develop this, to work this out. All these connectors are KTM OEM stuff, so it's it's legit. We're I'm very excited about it. That's good. I'm excited too. I don't all all of my bikes uh, come with that stuff stock, but I start in a weird direction. Although you know, you know the, the Yamaha YZ250FX. If it was a KTM, you could get the parts on it and get some blinkers and turn yeah. signals. Yeah. So. But anyways, that's the uh, that's the other product of the week, the Takamoto product of the week. Wow. Thanks. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's thanks. do a couple. No, thanks, Mike, for uh, for uh, letting all of our submissions, you know, everybody got an award Every, tonight. Everybody wins. Just like soccer, fifth grade, <laughs> just like modern, that's, like everybody gets a certificate. That's good about that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining in, participating in the chat. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this show, uh, give us a like or subscribe. Do you like how I said that? I never said I would say that, except for, like I say it all the time. Send money. Thumbs ups. Oh, yeah. Super chats. Super chats. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sure we're going to get banned from YouTube, so you better pay for it so we can hire the lawyer to get us back on after talking about the dark webs. We do talk about motorcycles. Um, and now make one for the 2023 300XC with the stator upgrade somehow. Yes. Yes. Look for that. It's, hey, Ron. It's on my bench right now. Yeah. And, uh, early next year. Yeah, so awesome. If you thought this show was okay, you can also check out our archives. We have some archives with some old shows. Some, but potentially the best show ever, according to Jerry Bernardo, was the show Jerry Bernardo was on. Is that on. number eight? Yeah, no, it's a 160-something or other. It, it says... Might have been 160. Let me... 160. Number eight, one. 160, and this one. Oh, were you on number eight? No. What was on number eight? I don't know. Wasn't that the, the guy that's coming in next week? Crazy Nate. That guy. Oh, that was eight. that was Better Rider Better podcast. Rider. It's a whole different thing. We actually, uh, I'm, I'm so actually confused. serious there. I don't wear Paps the Ribbon gear. Ban me. That, that that's for, that's through the that's through the Jimmy Lewis off road riding off road riding school. Uh, By the page. way, if you've got somebody that wants to learn how to ride motorcycles over Christmas, they want to become a dirt biker like us, uh, which is probably a bad example, but. 
We have the Learn to Ride uh, online course. Uh, I have a... Oh, sorry. Matt will have a discount code for you. Email Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. It'll give you a super secret uh, discount code. TechTalk22. That's what it is. Now you heard it. You don't (laughs) even have to email them anymore. Also, if you have anyone who's in the Las Vegas area or doesn't mind driving a little further than an hour... December 10th, I have a Learn to oh. Ride class out here in Pahrump, Nevada. Do it. Yeah. For anyone who was, uh, yeah, if you have someone in your life that you want to have a safe introduction to riding off-road, send them my way. Uh, the Jerry Bernardo show was a roller coaster. Oh, you're telling me. It's my favorite show because it was the one I had to talk the least at. Actually, he didn't even, I, I kind of had, I had to go to counseling afterwards because he wouldn't <laughs> let me talk about myself. He interrupted you were wounded. me. wounded? Every time. You, you let me talk about myself. In fact, you started this show out in a kind of a weird way. Uh, you were complimenting the me. The guest was talking about the host who was talking about the host. Uh, yeah, that's the way it works. So meta. Hey, uh, yeah, Double Take Mirrors, thanks a lot. Uh, Bulletproof Designs. We're trying to get discount codes from all these companies. Yep. Matt's working on this, and that's why you don't have them yet. But if you want one, email Matt, and he'll see what he can do. Uh, Matt's class is not a secret. It's out. Yeah, December 10th. The regular classes are completely sold out, by the way, so you're going to have to wait till we release our next newsletter. Congratulations, Matt. That's cool. Uh, no, th- congratulate me because my regular classes are. Oh, sold your out. regular class. Well, Matt needs to sell out too. And I know he Matt needs, needs to over. He needs to sell out just he needs like to I beat did. you by one. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, so what do we usually say? I'm gonna have another beer real quick. Uh, Not see on the show. You on the trail. We'll see you out on the trail. Go out and get some adventure. Cheers.